Bloomberg. The doctors couldn't figure it out, but then all of a sudden they turned off the lights and he said, I feel better. And uh, the upshot of it is um, I, I've become light sensitive. <laughs> so and it took me almost a year of going to the doctors to figure out it was the light that was causing me to be fatigued and causing my face to heat up. And uh, it was a it was you know, a nightmare like experience do. for me. Dennis says he's been to 16 doctors and they can't figure out what's wrong with him. I mean, I mean I'm going to let that stand as a statement. <laughs> <laughs> Like, we're gonna go on tour and make millions of dollars, but the light wussy over here can't get it together. Welcome to Sticks in the Dark. <laughs> he just comes out with one of those sleep masks. <laughs> You're my lady. Dennis was injured when he fell off the stage because he was wearing a sleep mask. Randy Bellman and the DVE Morning Show. It's five minutes after six at DVE. Here is the Channel 11 Severe Weather Center forecast brought to us by Bridgeville Appliance. Weather Center 11. It's 58 degrees at DVE. I'm Val Porter. At least 11 people are confirmed dead after their duck boat capsized and sank last night near Branson, Missouri. Children are believed to be among the dead. Another seven people were hurt. Five more remain unaccounted for this morning. The victims were aboard the amphibious vehicle on Table Rock Lake as a line of thunderstorms moved through that area. The founder of Papa John's is calling for his company to conduct a thorough investigation into the meeting where he admits to have used the N-word. In a letter to the company's board of directors, John Schnatter said stepping down from his position in the company was a mistake. He also said during the phone call with a marketing agency, he used the N-word as a way to emphasize how much he hates racism after the agency (laughs) wanted to hire Kanye West to represent Papa John's. (laughs) Schnatter says he didn't like the idea because Kanye Kanye uses the N-word in his lyrics. Uh, He added that uh, advertising company Laundry Service tried to extort him to keep quiet. Papa John's founder is asking the board of directors to conduct a full and thorough investigation so that all of the facts are revealed and his name and the name of the company are not unfairly tainted. The reason I use the N-word is because I hate racism so much. (laughs) That's his actual excuse. Now it is. I... It's an interesting defense. A week defense. after he resigned. His defense is really this. He, he He's like, I should have never resigned because I didn't realize that so many people don't care that I'm racist. <laughs> it just doesn't matter that I'm racist. <laughs> Nobody's even talking about how crappy my pizza is anymore. <laughs> A Texas man is pleading guilty to threatening a mass shooting and suicide at a Steelers playoff game earlier this year. Investigators say 20-year-old Utana Chuchangal of San Antonio made three threats January 10th and 11th. His sentencing is set for November 27th. He is facing up to five years in prison. Well, we know there are a lot of benefits to drinking coffee, but now a new study found that just smelling coffee helps people perform better on tests. Researchers found the mere scent of coffee gave people the same energizing effect as drinking it. Basically, it's the placebo effect. You know drinking coffee makes you more alert and energized, so even smelling it will help you act the same way. Don't talk to me before I smell my coffee. (laughs)
Iowa State fairgoers will see a new butter sculpture this year. The fair is known for its cow sculpture, but this year a tractor sculpture will also be featured. Artist Sarah Pratt plans on carving a John Deere tractor to celebrate the company's 100th birthday. Both the cow and the tractor will be on display in the ag building at the fair. I used to think, like, who does this? Like, who does these huge sculpt? Serena's dad is a sculptor. Of butter? butter? Not of butter. He, he's gone all over the, the country, though. He used to do those indoor sand sculptures where it would be like a crazy detailed castle. Mount Rushmore. With, yeah. And that's it's cool. It's absolutely incredible. Yeah, he work. He's he's worked for different zoos, like just going and and making like the molds for real looking trees that are basically like iron. Mm-hmm. They're like you yeah. know they're they're not real trees. Yeah, and, that's cool. You know, it's it's really cool. But I mean, butter like it's just. Well, Jennifer Garner was in a movie about it. It's called Butter. Yeah. It's funny too. Appropriately titled. It's a. It's actually a pretty funny movie. Mm-hmm. It's very strange though. It is a. There is a weird subculture around butter sculptors. <laughs> Super weird. Someone bring some crackers. Uh, <laughs> there is an online petition to have West Eighth Street in New York City co-named in honor of Jimi Hendrix in 1970. Hendrix opened Electric Lady Studios there, and it's still going in its original location. Petition states that the studio's cultural impact on New York's Greenwich Village is immeasurable. For almost 50 years, music's most celebrated recordings have produced been produced right there on West Eighth Street at Electric Lady Studios, from Patti Smith. Stevie Wonder, David Bowie and the Stones, to Lord, Frank Ocean, St. Vincent, and Adele. Hendrix's inspiration and influence is still felt to this day. Peter Frampton agrees with the petition, tweeting, This has to happen. It's the least we can do in Jimmy's memory. So much historic music was made there. West 8th is the place it all happened, and it still does. For more details on that, you can go to JimmyHendrixWay.com. Phil Collins is set to release the career-spanning four-CD box set Plays Well with Others. It'll be out September 28th. The collection features collaborations with some of the biggest names in rock, including his uh, band, co-band members in uh, Genesis, Paul McCartney, George Harrison, Eric Clapton, Robert Plant, and Peter Gabriel, among others. Disc 1 includes music from 1969 to 1982, and Disc 2 from 82 to 91. Disc 3 is 91 to 2011. And disc four is live material. Meanwhile, Collins' Not Dead Yet live uh, North American tour gets underway October 5th in Fort Lauderdale. And finally, a home that told the story of a lovely lady and a man named Brady is up for sale. The Studio City property that was used as the exterior of the iconic Brady Bunch house is on the market for $1.9 million. It's got three bedrooms and two bathrooms and is reportedly the second most photographed home in the U.S., after the White House. Wow. Yeah, it's going on sale for like a million something. 1.9. Yeah, 1.9. And it was, sorry. <laughs> it's Wasn't so funny. It you can always sale? tell when Val has already said something. <laughs> and when you and I repeat it, because she'll be like, I, 1.9. Yep. I just said that. I just said that. You're a moron. Did you say Four that seconds it, ago. Did you say that it went on sale for $60,000 originally? I did not. There you go. New, Look at that. New You're even. Um, I, it, it's kind of like the the Cheers in Boston. Bull and Finch. 
Like, they showed the inside of that place last night on the internet. I clicked on this link, and it was like, oh, this is nothing like the inside of the Brady house. You, oh, you never went in it when you were at Emerson? No. Oh, no. I'm sorry. Oh, I no, thought you meant... Cheers. Cheers. Okay. Um, yeah, no. Yeah, it's... Like, I went in the Cheers bar, and I was like, oh, this is nothing. This is tiny. Yes. Bull and Finch does not resemble Cheers. But and the Brady house inside is nothing like the Brady house I, inside. Yeah, I sure hope it doesn't look like, still look like that today. It would well, be a no, little it outdated. Is, it is still like super dated. Have you oh, seen really? the pictures of the no, interior? Oh, my God. Yeah. Dude, the Brady Bunch layout was badass. It was awesome. Kidding me? They had an open floor plan before it was in vogue. Right. We'll need to update the uh, decorations. Oh, my God. Unless you're going to use it as a tourist attraction. Yeah. Which you should if you're paying 1.9 for it, which you just said seven seconds ago. (laughs) And if it's the most second most photographed home in the U.S. Behind the what? White House. White House. That's right. Clearly people have an interest in it. I could have easily repeated that. I didn't know. <laughs> Partly sunny, chance of showers or storms, mid-80s today. It's 58 at DVE. Well, let's continue the tradition we have going this week about you mentioning uh, musical icons in the news and then me immediately playing one of the, like, not mainstream hits, but one we all know and love. Jimi Hendrix, DVE. Have you thought about maybe, just to avoid all of the perils of parking around the home and garden show, uh, uh, thought about parking somewhere else downtown and then taking one of those city bikes and riding your bike over? Okay. Right? So I'm going to stop you right there. I don't ride bikes on the streets. I'll tell you right now. When I was a kid, we didn't ride. These bike lanes are out of control. Sorry, city. When I was a kid, you didn't ride bikes on the roads. Roads were for cars. Now, you rode your bike. Uh, you rode them down to the creek. Down in the abandoned mine shaft, slag pile. You know, like these safe slag places. Slag pile, that's not safe. <laughs> you know, all these people riding bikes downtown. I'm sorry. Get off the road. Yeah. Uh, if you were a kid you got hit by a bike on the street, it was your fault. They didn't even take that case to trial. <laughs> and the guy was probably drunk in the car, putting out a cigarette in his built-in decanter, counting his poker chips. <laughs> Pittsburgh Dad, the DV Morning Show. Big show for you today, Sean Collier. We'll be in with reviews of the movies. A lot of twos. Equalizer 2, Mamma Mia 2, Unfriended 2. Oh. This Uh, is uh, sequels no one asked for. uh, Also, our friend. Equalizer 2 should probably be pretty good. Ben Penninger from uh, Gray Area Productions and Emily Cleath from Just Harvest Food Bank will be here to talk about this weekend's big. Debut of the legendary album concert series, Neil Young's Harvest, being performed by Andre Costello and the Cool Miners and a host of Pittsburgh All-Stars. That's tomorrow night at the Rex Theater. Andre and the Cool Miners will be in the coffee house today, too. Aren't they going to be in the coffee house today? They're going to be in the coffee house today. Got to start paying attention. Oh, at this hour on a Friday, your uh, lack of sleep has caught up with you, you know. It's all we can do. Abby and I rode the elevator up together earlier. We were just both too tired to talk. <laughs> we're like, hi, how are you? Good. Uh, Want to not uh, talk? Uh, yeah, me uh, too. Uh, just uh, too tired. Talk to you later. Grunting like uh, cave people. Um, sports coming up for not you. Not talk to you later. <laughs> In just a little bit. The Be Like Mike 
contest underway right now at dve.com. We're giving listeners a chance to be like Mike Pursuta, Steelers training camp for a day. You get to basically cover the Steelers like Mike, and we'll even provide you with accommodations like Mike. You get two sideline passes for for the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers afternoon practice. Wednesday, August 1st, St. Vincent College in La Trobe. So cool. $100 in gift cards for the Pittsburgh Steelers Pro Shop. $50 gift certificates for Sharkies. So you can uh, buy yourself some uh, beverages and some grub at the Mike Pursuta Training Camp Show. Wednesday night, August 1st. A one-night hotel stay. And we'll uh, decorate your hotel to look like Mike's dorm room at St. Vincent College. We'll even give you his wardrobe. Cargo shorts. Steelers golf shirt, Michigan State baseball hat. We forgot to say tube socks. <laughs> Give you some tube socks. Pull them up about mid, mid-calf. mid And some grass-cutting shoes. Also a Springsteen poster. There'll be uh, all, all kinds of uh, accoutrement to make your stay as pursued as possible. Plus, you'll get to sit in with the DVE morning show the next day as we uh, do our show. Hey, Live from Steelers training camp. And you get two tickets to the Steelers-Titans preseason game. Saturday, August 25th. Be like Mike. Log on now at DVE.com. Difference. DVE Sports. Yeah, the DVE Morning Show. Mike Pursuta off today. He'll be back on Monday. Quick sports update for you now. The Pirates begin the second half of their season with a six-game Ohio road trip, beginning with a weekend series against the Reds. Uh, tie on. Is uh, start is this as Jose Tyon? He's changed his first <laughs> name, which is different. It's a trend. I'm like, wait a minute. I'm pretty sure I've called him something else. Uh uh-uh. uh. No, he changed it. Jose Tyon starts against Tyler <laughs> <laughs> Molly uh, <laughs> Male. However, you say his name. When first does Jameson Nova pitch? I'm not sure. Uh. Bucks travel to uh, Cleveland for three games of interleague play early next week and will face a renovated Indians bullpen. They acquired relief pitchers Brad Hand and Adam Simber from the San Diego Padres in exchange for catcher Francisco Mejia. Mejia. How do you say that guy's name? Mejia? Mejia? I don't know. Is he Spanish? (laughs) I have no idea. Are we on the radio? Uh, The fifth-ranked prospect in the league. Happy Spaniard. Uh, The uh, top uh, prospect in Cleveland's farm system, so there you go. The big news, though, of course, James Harrison making waves again with comments he made during an appearance on Undisputed with Skip Bayless and Shannon Sharp. Harrison was asked to compare the coaching styles of Bill Belichick and Mike Tomlin. Mike Tomlin is good as a head coach. He's a, he's a player's coach. Yeah. Um, I, I think he needs to be a little bit more disciplined. Um, other than that, uh, you know, the, the big thing with with, uh, with Belichick is he's very regimented. He's disciplined. Um, everyone is going to be on the same page. It's not going to be anything as far as someone doing their own thing. And I think, you know, over there, their, their cold coaching staff is like that, um, you know, you're going to know what you're doing. I mean, it's meetings after me. I ain't never been in so many meetings in my <laughs> life. And I think, you know, that's really what helped me pick up that defense so fast. Well, you Shots fell asleep fired. in the meetings here. Uh, it continued from there. He talked about the difference between Tomlin and Belichick. Belichick's old school. I don't know if, if it's too much of a player's coach. I think that from me going from being with 
uh, coaches like Coach Cower and, you know, to Tomlin and then over to Belichick. Like, Belichick is old school. Like, you go do it like this or it ain't going to get done, you know. So, um, like I said, playing for him is easy. If you're used to regimen, you're used to discipline, it's not something that's hard to do. If you're not, then you're going to have some issues until you get in line. Well, there you go. That's the difference. I think that James Harrison just re-ingratiated uh, himself with a big portion of the fan base because what do they always say? This team doesn't have any discipline. This is red meat for them. Oh, there's no doubt. He's like, see? The Tomlin haters. See? He said it. Right. They don't care that he said it. They don't care that basically he's saying that Bill Belichick, who we all hate with every inch <laughs> a of white, our bodies, hot passion. <laughs> you know, is a better coach. Well, you know, uh, this is definitely going to be something you'll hear more about, I'm sure, because there's no other news to talk about right now. <laughs> thank you, James Harrison. So thank you, James Harrison. <laughs> Penguins have signed uh, forward Derek Grant to a one-year contract worth $650,000. Grant has 12 goals in 152 career NHL games. Uh, a lot of people like that signing. Yeah, a lot of people like it. Um, I think the Penguins are going to be on the latest episode of Hoarders. <laughs> what are they doing with all these centers? Uh, I don't know. Just collecting them. And that's your sports. Mike will be back on Monday. Don't forget... You can be like MikeDVE.com. You have to Thursday to get registered for that ultimate Steelers experience. Nothing quite like that. You'll basically be press out at St. Vincent College in La Trobe. This is, this is the coolest camp experience you could have. You get all the amenities of being in the press without any of the stress of having a deadline. Hangovers won't affect you, all that other stuff. Uh, go to DVE.com. Sign up to be like Mike. DVE. Never made it as it was. And now, Mastian's Theatre, with Billy Gardell, Joey O'Connell, and Kinesi the Cop. This is from Few, Few Good Jags. Yins want answers? I ain't trying to be nabby, but I think I'm entitled to them. Yins want answers? I want the truth. Yins can't handle the truth. Come, look, we live in a town that has tunnels. And those tunnels have to be guarded by men in orange vests getting paid time and a half. Now, who's going to do it? You? You, Peduto? I have a greater responsibility than Yins can possibly fathom. And my existence, while grotesque and incomprehensible to Yins, saves time. You don't want the truth. How's come? Because deep down, in places Yins don't talk about in Shadyside, Yins want me in that tunnel. Yins need me in that tunnel. We use words like gumban, jaggerbush. <laughs> we use these words as a backbone to a life spent defending something. Yins use them as a punchline. I ain't got no time to explain myself to a jagoff who rises and sleeps under a terrible towel of freedom I provide, then questions the manner in which I provide it. I'd rather you put on your rubbers and jump than the mall. <laughs> Otherwise, I suggest you pick up a stop sign and stand post next to an orange barrel. 
Either way, I don't give a damn what you think. Yins are entitled to. Did you order the Fort Pitt Tunnel closed after the Bucko game? I did the job Yins sent me to do. Did you order the code red up? You're goddamn right I did, you stupid jagoff. This is Master Yins Theatre, with Billy Gardell and the Swiss Rail Company players. It is the DV Morning Show. Sean Collier reviewing this weekend's slate of movies for you. All t- all number two. It's Randy Bauman and the DV Morning Show, along with Val Porter, Bill Crawford. You know, Bigfoot has remained elusive low these many years, but that has not stopped a town in upstate New York, Whitehall, New York. It has not stopped them from naming Bigfoot the town's official animal. That's right. Their city council just unanimously voted to name Bigfoot as Whitehall, New York's official animal. Oh. Will there be an out-of-focus statue erected anywhere? I don't know. That's a great question. Apparently, there were some Bigfoot sightings in the town in 1976. They already have a statue of Bigfoot and an annual festival in his honor. And now they're trying to take their relationship with Bigfoot even further. It's become a bit of a tourist stop for Bigfoot enthusiasts. Now they're this so good at hide and seek. This reminds us of the day, ah, geez, I don't even know how long ago this was, Valerie, but we sent our then intern Jared out to Jeanette, to Pitzer's in Jeanette, for the annual Bigfoot convention. They don't have it anymore. They used to have it there. Well, they should start it up again in Whitehall, New York. That's right. Maybe that's where it moved. But I gave Jarrett a bunch of questions to take to ask to the big, Bigfoot enthusiasts out there. I also like the name uh, uh, enthusiast as it pertains to Bigfoot people because it makes it seem like they're really happy about it. <laughs> yeah. Yay, Bigfoot! I, I mean, I'm a Bigfoot enthusiast. Yeah, they well, they kind of are. Well, look, I have questions. They're fans. Jarrett asked them. What do you suppose is the gestation period of a Bigfoot? What an excellent question. <laughs> the gestation period for a silverback gorilla is between eight and ten months. Human is nine months. This is just a ballpark, so the ballpark. answer. Ballpark I do not here. know for sure. Don't know. Just I'm going to say between eight and ten months. Yeah, there you go. That's uh, that's some math right there. That's, uh, it's just a ballpark. It's not based on any science. I'm going to repeat the same thing I just said. <laughs> I mean, I always wondered why you never see the Bigfoot. You know, why are they so damn hard to find? Why are Bigfoot so hard to find? They are very rare to begin with. <laughs> Super rare. They're basically nocturnal. Basically. basically. Sometimes they get them the day. They're very instinctive to be aware of the presence of danger. Yeah. They know that if they are observed, it could lead to their death. They travel in small bands, can outrun us, can outswim us, and tend to exist in extremely impenetrable valleys where they work in conjunction with other animals to know when coast is clear <laughs> and when the time is to lay low. Oh, that is so Great funny instincts. To be. They can outrun us. They can outswim us. They can outcycle us. They're really good <laughs> triathletes. 
and the winner of this year's Pennsylvania Triathlon, Bigfoot. This is Bigfoot <laughs> on a bike doing the water bottle. <laughs> oh, my God. It's so hot. Is he sweating or is he still wet from the swim? I like when he does, uh, when he says that he works, they work in conjunction with other animals. I just picture Bigfoot doing the like two fingers in the eye thing, like, you know, doing like all of that. Eyes on you. Yeah. FBI, like we're about to do a raid. Yeah, we can't right. Talk one kinda. of those like yeah. hand signal things. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, it, it's a nighttime animal, you know. So you say that Bigfoot are mainly a nocturnal animal. Sometimes they're out <laughs> on foggy mornings <laughs> and after just around dusk. Like- Generally speaking. Midday sightings are not plentiful. Not plentiful. It's 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 more of a knock. Matter of fact, some investigators, investigators. have named it Homo nocturnus because uh, <laughs> it seems to be much more prevalent uh, at night. At night. Oh, Homo nocturnus. Homo nocturnus. I wonder if uh, big. Oh my god. The Bigfoot can get rabies. Well, that's a that would have been a great question to ask this Next guy. time somebody leaves the party early, you know what they're getting called. Homo nocturnus. <laughs> they're basically homo nocturnus. Sometimes they get a little during the day. But. You know how uh, you can be basically nocturnal? No. No, I, I, don't, I don't know that. I don't think that's a thing. Homo nocturnus. Great band name right there, folks. <laughs> and they travel in small bands. Maybe that's the name of their band. We're uh, an American Bigfoot band. Do you think the, that Bigfoot has more in common with gorilla or man? Um, I'd say it has a little more in common with gorillas. I actually think it is a, a distant relative of the Gigantopithecus that was native to China about, about up until about 4,000 years ago. Yeah, there you go. Uh, yeah, the Gigantopithecus. Gigantopithecus. That's another great band name if there ever was. Because that guy was in Guar, I think. Gigantopithecus, <laughs> lead singer, Guar. Yeah, but you know that guy—they always—they've never been direct, like sightings. You know what I mean? They—they they don't. See, it's always somebody else. Have you ever seen a Bigfoot before? I have not. You have not. Do you, um, how many people do you know that have seen a Bigfoot? Between twenty-eight and thirty-five. <laughs> um, all within the uh, Pennsylvania area. Oh no. Florida, Maryland, all over the place. Recorded history. British yeah, Columbia. British Columbia. <laughs> Whoa. Uh, District Georgia. Of Columbia. <laughs> Dude, he answered that so quickly, and the number is hilarious. How many people do you know that have seen Bigfoot? Between 28 and 35. <laughs> don't don't ask me anything else. <laughs> Where, all around here? Oh, God, no. This is all over the world from, you know, the beginning of time till now. <laughs> it's got a timeshare, an Ohio pile. They love the fog, man. They're just always looking for cover. They're plentiful on foggy mornings when they like to run a 10K before the sun comes up. So Whitehall, New York is now the new home of Bigfoot in upstate New York. And if you're an enthusiast... Well, make your travel plans now. Val's got news next. What do you got? We're going to talk about the things that will kill your testosterone. Gigantopithecus sitting on it, Will. <laughs> I'll tell you that much.
Jurassic Park, the original, is one of my favorite movies ever. I have the poster up in my office to this day. Oh, yeah. And I like the most recent one, Jurassic World. Uh, I am very friendly to dinosaur-related content. But Fallen Kingdom, it's it's just really, really dumb. It's, it's like so it what? needs an intervention. Like, can you guys stop? Please, can yeah. you stop? Here's the premise. Sir, you know, and, and I know you're going to make a sequel to Jurassic World. I understand. You have, to, you have to do one of two things. Either people have to go to the island for some reason, or the dinosaurs have to come here for some reason. That's all you got to do. Instead, this is how we begin... Whoops, we built the park on a volcano. <laughs> and the volcano is exploding now. God, I, we had one job. Randy Bellman and the DVE Morning Show. Yeah, so there'll be lots to talk about uh, with Sean later this morning. A lot of sequels coming up. As I was calling them, deuces. And if that is indeed the review, well, then it'll be a quick segment with Sean Collier. <laughs> a lot of number twos this weekend. <laughs> Will you be my number two? Val's got uh, your news right now on the DVE Morning Show. What's going on, Valerie? Here's the Channel 11 Severe Weather Center forecast, and it's brought to us by Dormont Appliance. Weather Center 11. It's 59 degrees at DVE. The news is brought to us by Xfinity from Comcast. Kennywood officials say their newest ride will be full of Steelers pride. Representatives announced plans yesterday for the new roller coaster named the Steel Curtain. Officials say the new coaster will be the tallest in Pennsylvania at up to 220 uh, feet high. Coaster will replace the log jammer, which will be retired uh, or did get retired at the end of the season. There is a video simulation of the ride on the morning show page at DVE.com. Did you go on the ride? Oh, yeah. I went on the ride. I was hyperventilated. Yeah, it kind of made me a little dizzy. It definitely made me dizzy just watching that thing. Yeah. I think people, like a lot of Kennywood fans had an allergic reaction to yesterday because of what it's replacing. You know, everyone had such a sentimental feeling in their heart for the log jammer mm-hmm. so they were just hating on this out of hand but how that that's going to be huge because besides the roller coaster there's a whole like fan experience they have games they have all types of they have a cafe theme thing they have like you know you can throw the football through the whatever you know they have a whole training camp facility thing where you run through tires and that's gonna it's gonna be huge the the tallest in Pennsylvania. In Pennsylvania, they should have like uh, a Fetterman uh, like <laughs> a cutout. Show us on Fetterman. A cutout. How tall this relic? Wait, <laughs> you must be this tall to ride this ride. It should just be because the old one used to be Henry at Kennywood. You had to be as tall as Henry. That's the old and, school well, one. The, and then they had you got to be as tall as Kenny, Kenny Kangaroo. Right. So it went from Henry to Ken, Kenny. So now it should be Fetterman. You gotta be as tall as Fetterman, <laughs> so you can't ride this ride unless you're seven foot tall. <laughs> it's a short, Unfortunately, short line. <laughs> it's just, just a couple giants. He's the yeah. only one. That can ride. <laughs> oh God, we built a ride just for Fetterman, guys. <laughs> we were really, really we got to redo this. We we have to rethink it. I I, I was shocked why uh, at rather how people were so upset about the Steelers' connection to it. I didn't really understand that. People were like, oh, don't mix chocolate and peanut butter together. Just shows you once again, though. Turned out to be pretty popular. (laughs) Pirates. No money. Where's Mm. the pirates ride? Just wait in a long line. No ride. (laughs) 
<laughs> there they go. The well, if more of you would have waited in line, we would have been able There's to build the ride. There's not enough people online here, guys. Yeah. I don't know what to tell you. Let's more of you guys need to come out. We traded this to Six Flags in Cincinnati. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, President Trump and Russian President Vladimir Putin are going to talk again at the White House this time. The administration confirms that while in Helsinki, Trump asked National Security Advisor John Bolton to extend the invitation to Putin to come to Washington this fall. We're going to start doing a uh, uh, learn a Russian word a day because we might as well get a head start on that. (laughs) Putin's coming to town. Yeah. Oh, my God. The protest that's going to be in front of the White House if he shows up. It's going to be massive. Uh, why? No why, better what, way like, to show you've you've held them accountable than by inviting them without telling your intelligence community <laughs> that you've done so. Did you see that interview yesterday with Dan Coates? Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, Andrea Mitchell, yeah. like he's sitting there talking to her. I don't know why. Aspen. What, it's like a conservative like a, summit. Okay. And they, that comes across the wire, and she reads it, and he's like. I'm sorry, what did you just say? <laughs> She's like, did you not know this? And he's like, well, I think you can tell by my reaction. No, I did not know that. I should probably know that. <laughs> I got to go. He's going to get fired because he said it wasn't a good idea. So he'll get fired. Why do we love Russia so much? What do they have that we want? What is that about that place? What... What tactical advantage is there to allowing Russia to do whatever they, they want? They have hot redheaded spies. <laughs> better, She's not even hot. Better Her and boxing Anna training facilities? I don't know. <laughs> they do have better boxing training facilities. Yeah. It might be all about bringing back boxing. Trump did own casinos. You never know. Hey. I have no idea to answer your question. I don't know. No idea. You remember like just we're, we're crapping all over the European Union countries and all our allies, and we have way more business with them. Do you remember just a couple years ago, whenever the Olympics was in Sochi, how yes. big of a joke it was, and we yeah. were just clowning it? Like, yeah, because it's a sideshow country. There was just like a, a ton of stray dogs running around with GoPros on their backs. They didn't have like locks on the doors of the hotels. They didn't have anything built. No. It was like Rock Ridge in, in Blazing Saddles. <laughs> it, was it was just, just a, a bunch, bunch of facades. That's yeah. right. A lot of guys as they get older have to deal with declining levels of testosterone, which has a lot to do with just, you know, the natural aging process, but it also has to do with habits and lifestyle choices. So if you're interested in keeping those T levels up there, Consider keeping an eye on these factors that will affect your testosterone. Okay. Don't have daughters. Okay, go ahead. Well, having kids is one of the things. It keeps them up? No. uh, No, it destroys it. Yeah, you got to keep an eye on this stuff. Oh, okay. This Uh, stuff negatively affects your T level. Yes. Eating soy products. Yeah, you can't be a soy boy. Don't become no soy boy. Doesn't it also give you man boobs? Gynecomastia. Correct. Gigantopithecus. <laughs> Had gynecomastia. Too many carbs. Oh. Well, all right. Yeah, got to be careful. I bet Don't I know die. one of them. All right. Hops. IPAs. Drinking too much booze, yes, is on the list. But the IPAs, the hops, has like an effect like soy. I've, I've read that. So don't have pasta Alfredo and wash it down with a glass of soy. Pumpkin soy. IPA. Lack of sleep. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, no wonder. Kidding. You can My, just feel it running out of your body. Yeah. My tea My is tea on the is... floor. 
My tea has hit rock bottom. Do you have sagging tea? tea? (laughs) Too much exercise. Too much. Too Too much much. excessive exercise and stress also zaps your tea. (laughs) But conversely, the thing that kills the stress is exercise. So you really, you're just screwed. Well, moderation. They say too much exercise, so. What would you characterize as too much? I don't know. Like more than (laughs) an hour a day? It's probably different for everybody. Or is an hour a day too much? It depends. If you're doing cardio and weight training, that's probably appropriate, right? 30 minutes of cardio? Yeah, I don't know. I try to make sure I do four to five days a week, and then I feel like, okay, I'm all right. Take two days off during the week, sometimes three. Just Mm -hmm. doing something. But I think that pertains more to like the long-distance runners and the people who really do like endurance training stuff. That's probably where you see the effect. If you're doing an hour, I don't think you're going to... Well, no, that's All what I'm saying. That's like beaches. that's appropriate, probably. No, you hit a point where there's diminishing returns, and actually, you're causing your body harm. Like with those marathon people, like at a certain point, your organs start to shut down. Your kidneys are like, "Hey, guys, we we need a little bit of a break here." Yeah, there's a lot of stress on a lot of but like I mean, your heart, obviously. Well, I think the people that are like into weightlifting too have to be really careful about the supplemental intake. Mm-hmm. The stuff they take to enhance their weight training yeah. can be really hard on your organs. Like you have to, you can't just willy nilly start chugging protein shakes and taking all different sorts of supplements. That stuff has to be regulated. And they, you know, those guys have to be worried about the low T because they can, their milk can come in. It's muscle milk. <laughs> Remember when we were talking about that? I'll never buy muscle milk protein shakes because it's just the name alone. It just yeah. sounds like that it's like one of those guys is getting milked at the gym after his workout, and then they put it in the fridge, and then he just has this huge guy over his shoulder. He's burping him. <laughs> <laughs> you just see his just in his zubas, his, his, yeah, his, his wrestling shoes flopping all around. <laughs> A bus driver is getting the boot after mooning someone during a dispute in New Jersey. Video posted online by NorthJersey.com shows an argument between the person filming and a driver for Robert Tours Bus Company. The victim lives in Belleville and said the bus was blocking his driveway and the bus driver (laughs) responded to his request to move it by mooning him. The bus company says that driver has been fired. My mom likes to moon people, and I really don't know why. I, you mean it? it? I, yeah. Is this true? Oh, no, it's very true. Still? Yeah. She still moons oh, people. Oh, I she threatens it love this. Every other time we get together, she threatens to moon everybody. I'm going to moon you guys? She's like, you're, you're, get, you're all getting a full moon right now. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, God, please, no, we'll stop. We'll stop. We'll stop. Oh, that's, that's fabulous. To the family, you know. No, to neighbors. I mean, anybody. <laughs> neighbors? Oh, yeah. She doesn't have any problem mooning a neighbor. God, you know, I hadn't thought about it. She's, she's on to something there. It's a really good way to have like a uh, a neutral. I'm going to really annoy and gross you out maybe a little bit here. And I don't have to look at you anymore. You got to yeah. look at me. Look at my arse. That's what you deserve. <laughs> <laughs> you deserve only to look at my it's arse. It's such an aggressive move. It is. And it I really like it. is a like a throwback. Because yeah, nobody's, nobody's doing that anymore. No, that is 
I like it. It's very 50s. Yesterday, or uh, not yesterday. She, she do it on car trips? There's no pressed ham on the, <laughs> w- <laughs> on the way to... No, she's not, you know, agile enough to get... <laughs> that's, a, that's I'm not agile enough yeah, to that, do that. That's a lot. Um, the other day, somebody was honking at me as soon as the light turned, and then they were <laughs> riding, and I gave them the middle finger <laughs> and just kept it up for five minutes. Feels so good, right? Yep. And they were like, oh my God. Like, I could see them both. Like, there was two people in the car. They just started looking at each other like, can you believe this? He still has it up. <laughs> Yesterday, I got cut off in the Fort Pitt Tunnel. Oh, you get change lanes? By a FedEx truck. Oh, oh. It was like a double like a tractor, tractor trailer. trailer. Oh, okay. It switched lanes in front of me in, in the, the middle of the tunnel. That's and I was, so then I'm, I was furious. I'm like, I have to get out in front of this guy. I, I need to let him know. It was a dangerous move. And then in order to get in front of him so I could do the. <laughs> <laughs> you cut someone else I off. I cut like four people. I like, I, I came out, I did the most dangerous Dukes of Hazard stuff coming out of the tunnel so I could get up in front of him and still get off at Banksville. Cause you only have that limited, right. you know, I got a football field there yeah. to make that happen. Yeah. And I'm like, damn it. I'm making this happen. And then he never saw me. I'm like, her, her. Uh, and I'm just doing this. And then every other car is like, what's your problem, buddy? And I'm like, that guy. And you can't tell people what happened. They don't know. He's like, dude, you didn't get your package on time. I mean, it's happened to all of us. I don't. Th- I think you're getting a little aggressive. And then here. I started thinking about it. And I'm like, why am I mad at that guy? That guy probably did that because he's late, because his boss is having an unbelievable schedule for him like that he can't possibly keep if he does, unless he's like snorting white crosses and you know driving across <laughs> country and sleeping two hours at a cliff. Throwing truck I really shouldn't be mad at him. I should be mad at <laughs> myself for ordering so much stuff on Amazon and requiring that guy to have two trailers that he's hauling. Oh, that's right, because it was Prime Day this week. Wait, Val just brought up a good point. You should not be giving the finger to any truckers because they have hand grenades. That Who's are- far away? Okay. I thought about the I thought about the trucker grenade, hand grenade. <laughs> you never want a, a bag of urine to come flying at your windshield. <laughs> Eric Clapton is warning his social media followers about bogus emails stating they've won $20,000 and tickets to Eric's next concert. The emails ask for personal information. He says, watch out. These thieves are out to get your personal banking information. Don't fall for it. Jeff Beck, Brian Adams, and Stevie Nicks have also issued similar alerts. Speaking of the Dukes of Hazard, John Schneider would rather get locked up than pay his alimony. The Dukes of Hazard star has asked a judge to throw him in the clink because he can't make the ordered payments to his ex-wife. According to The Blast, Schneider was required to file his tax returns from 2014 to 2016, obtain all his financial documents, and pay his ex-wife half of all of his income. But in a letter sent to the judge, he admits with regret and embarrassment he cannot complete the court-ordered conditions. He claims the legal battle with his ex has caused his career to wane earlier than ever anticipated and cut into his pocketbook. Schneider says he's ready to accept the punishment for his actions. So I don't know if that will affect his appearance at Steel City Con or not. That's what I was about to say. He's at Steel City Con. Mm -hmm. He's going to make tens of thousands of dollars on autographs and photo ops. Just hand half of it over. It was free money anyway. Right. You're going to need to start doing a lot more of these Comic-Cons. <laughs> I can't believe that they got John Cusack to do Steel City this year. Mm-hmm. I can't believe he's doing Comic-Cons. Who? There was another big name. Ron Perlman. Yeah. Beauty and the Beast guy. It, yeah. mm-hmm. Somebody else, though, too. 
uh, uh, Kathleen Turner. Overdraft. And, 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 they used yeah. to only have Eddie Munster at that thing years mm-hmm. ago. Isn't that what it was? Yes, yeah. It was like... Like, got hit four stars years ago. Yeah, and B-celebrities Paul from... Ryan? Barbara Eden. <laughs> yeah, Paul Ryan. Yeah, exactly. People like that. And now well, got- look, I mean, they got... The, if you, you watch Bright Lights, that documentary about Carrie Fisher and her mom, yeah. she did the Comic-Con, and she banked. Oh, yeah. It's crazy, like, the amount of... A lot of cash. She spent 12 hours there that day. It just... John Cusack doesn't strike me as the kind of guy... Who would want anything to do with any kind of fan-based... Right. He's so miserable. Yeah, I, I was surprised to see him involved, too. And he's sort of outside the world of people that I think about when I think about a Comic-Con. Like, obviously, Carrie Fisher makes sense. It's a Comic-Con. It's Star and, Wars. And Ron Perlman. It's Princess Leia. John Schneider is charging $40 for an autograph, $50 for a photo. If you get the Dukes of Hazard reunion trio, that's a uh, 140 bucks for a photo. But those well, guys do don't get paid cash? by the autograph. They get paid a fee, and then whatever the autograph fee is, the guy who paid him gets it, right? I don't think no, so. No, I think it's extra. They're not... They don't Ask Madden, because he used to do that. I thought that they paid them to come there, but and they then... paid them less than it might cost... Because of the promise of them making all this money, tens on of thousands autographs. of dollars. On yeah, How I much is John Cusack's autograph? Eighty bucks. Shut up. Uh, and, How much and for him to autograph my trench coat? For some reason, that is less than the 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 high point is Michael Nesmith of the Monkees is charging a hundred. Well, wow. It, mm-hmm. You know, his people mom who, did invent. <laughs> his, yeah, <laughs> I mean. How great would that be to pull out White out after he right. signed his autograph? Be like, hold on, do that again. <laughs> hold on. Well, you got to get him to sign it over the White out. You have to. Um, I'm guessing that if you look at like what the demographic is of people who are going to get a John Cusack autograph, it's going to be probably a lot of women who are 40. Definitely. Yeah, I would and, say and, and grew up in the early 50s. Right, and they probably have the disposable income to go and meet their you know a guy they had a crush on 30 years mm-hmm. ago and he'll probably flash a smile or two at them what they're and- paying for is to meet that person to have a just a, even if it's just a small exchange mm-hmm. and then they have a picture representation with him for the rest right. of their life will he sign boom boxes i bet yeah Ooh. now it's worth it i think if he's doing it i gotta find a boom box he's already come to terms with it and he's going full board he's going to be way into it but the messed up part about it is him and Jeremy Piven were best friends mm-hmm. growing up. Piven's family from the uh, vaunted Steppenwolf Theater. They were they were like not classically trained, but they were, you know, schooled actor kids, you know, mm-hmm. and they were best friends. And then when Piven became Ari on Entourage and he got his hair piece or whatever when, that is. When Ari got hair. Right. And he turned into that sort of like his monstrous personality that was less an acting job and more of him actually just being able to amplify his already sort of egomaniacal personality. Him and Cusack started fighting publicly and they were like they were in so many movies together. And again, they were like best friends. And then Piven started trashing Cusack. And Cusack never said anything publicly really about it. And Piven seemed to intimate that it was about him not being happy for Piven's success. 
that he said John Cusack was so mad at him because he'd become successful and it just proves they were never really good friends, et cetera, et cetera, which all seemed kind of crazy because John Cusack was still a movie star. I still consider him to be a bigger star than Jeremy Piven. Oh, sure. yeah. Oh, yeah. Jeremy Absolutely. Piven is doing stand-up now. So what? I talked to Jimmy Schubert about this. He is doing stand-up because Schubert posted a schedule for the Comedy Store like two weeks ago, and it had Jeremy Piven on it. And I was like, Jeremy Piven? And he's like, yeah, he started doing stand-up. He's actually pretty funny. And so I started- Oh, yeah. I mean, he was hilarious in Entourage. I started looking at some reviews of his stand-up, and people are saying he's pretty good natural stand-up. And I know he was in Philadelphia- uh, yesterday, he did Preston and, St- Preston and Steve's show and was uh, in the green with Caliendo. Oh, wow. Yeah, so I'm not, I don't think they're performing together. I think they're both in Philadelphia this weekend for different reasons, but I wonder what Piven's stand up is like. Yeah, so, me like, too. who do you think has fallen? John Cusack doing a Comic Con? Oh, yeah. Or Piven doing stand up? No, t- t- stand up, like, he can, Piven's still doing, I think Piven's bigger right now. You're I'm probably right. Through, I'm looking through John Cusack's IMDb listing. He's done a ton of movies that I've never heard of. He did a lot of independent movies. He and he. What was the last big one though? The one that he did about the Beach Boys. He did a couple after that, and that didn't really hit. I mean, that's not no. you know he didn't make a lot of money on that, well, and he was last, not good in that okay, because so you couldn't last, separate John Cusack from Brian right. Wilson. Like he, he was just too big of a star to do it. What's the what? So what's the last big movie he was in? Hot Tub Time Machine, maybe? Yeah, Hot, Hot Tub Time Machine 2 was 2015. What's the horror movie he did? 14, 12, The Room Number or whatever? Yeah, Oh, that that's mid-2000s. Oh, really? Was it that long ago? 1408, 2007, that came out. 2012, the disaster movie was in 2009. So it, it I mean, and, and he wasn't in the second Hot Tub Time Machine except like a clip. So really, it's been about 10 years since he was really making any serious money. Has it been that long? Yeah. High Fidelity I, was in 2000. I don't, oh. I don't think about like I don't think as stand up and maybe this is because I do stand up but I don't think of that as sad if somebody's <laughs> ex- doing it. The exact opposite of what I thought. I don't think of stand up as like dignified No or but you do you if they doing. didn't grow up doing stand up and then they think all of a sudden oh I'm an actor and so it's not well, going like good. John and, Mayer tried stand up I mean. yeah. and I just think it's like it's fun for these guys. Charlie Sheen was doing stand up on that uh, oh, winning yeah. tour or whatever. Like I, I, I think these guys just want a, an excuse to get out there and just be like a rock star for a second and go mm-hmm. do. Even if they're in a small club, right. who cares if he sucks? He's probably getting mobbed. I bet Jeremy Piven's funny. Yeah, his sister is married to Adam McKay. Oh, who, really? He's the executive producer of all the Will Ferrell movies, yeah. former head writer at SNL. Yeah, that's Ferrell's like, partner. Yeah, Funny or Die is his. Yeah. He wrote the uh, HBO miniseries it's on right now, Su- Succession. Is that what it's called? The yes. One, the Sunday night one about yeah. the uh, like the Murdoch family mm-hmm. sort of, not satire, but it's kind of based on them. Anyway, no, stand-ups are sad, but doing stand-up <laughs> isn't sad. I just think when somebody that. doesn't come up doing stand-up, and they think, oh, I have enough talent to just go do it because they aren't on the, you know, if he had And then tr- they do, and you're like, damn it. <laughs> He's like, yeah. oh, I could just do this, and then they can. You're like, ah! Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, I uh, just want to get to this. Adrian Cronauer died on Wednesday. Yeah. Uh, he co-authored the story for the 1987 movie Good Morning Vietnam, and Robin Williams played uh, him, U.S. Army DJ, 
uh, which was partly based on Cronauer. He died of age-related illness in a uh, Virginia nursing home. He was 79. From Pittsburgh. We were just yeah, talking about him the other week. day. Mm-hmm. Joe gave us that info. Yeah, he's like, he's from Pittsburgh. None of us knew that. Nobody. No, but he's not like the kind of guy that, you know, you associate with with Pittsburgh. I don't know. You know, there's a lot of those people. Like Charles Grodin, not a lot of people associate him with Pittsburgh. No. Dennis Miller still has the Yenzer. For sure. So he, as much as he but, wants. But he really hasn't been back. No. Partly sunny today. Chance of showers or thunderstorms later on mid-80s for the high today. It is 68 at DVE. All right. Sean Collier is reviewing all sequels today. All it, part twos. All unnecessary part twos. It oh. was, <laughs> spoiler alert. It was a long week. Uh, all sequels nobody was looking for. <laughs> DVE. Yeah, Mike Pursuit out today. Quick sports update for you now on the DBE Morning Show brought to you by Citizens Bank. The Pirates begin the second half of their season with a six-game Ohio road trip. Beginning with a weekend series against the Reds, Jameson Tyon starts against Tyler Mayall tonight. First pitch slated for 7.10 p.m. Bucks travel to Cleveland for three games of interleague play (laughs) early next week and will face a renovated Indians bullpen. The Indians uh, acquired relief pitchers Brad Hand. And Adam Simber from the San Diego Padres in exchange for catcher Francisco Mejia, the fifth-ranked prospect in the league and a top prospect in Cleveland's farm system. How about James Harrison, man? Throwing flames. Making some waves with comments he made during an appearance on Undisputed with Skip Bayless and Shannon Sharp. Harrison was asked to compare the coaching styles of Bill Belichick and Mike Tomlin. And his response, he's really kicked up a lot of dust. Mike Tomlin is good as a head coach. He's a, he's a player's coach. Yeah. Um, I, I think he needs to be a little bit more disciplined. Um, other than that, uh, you know, the, the big thing with, with, uh, with Belichick is he's very regimented. He's disciplined. Um, everyone is going to be on the same page. It's not going to be anything as far as someone doing their own thing and i think you know over there their their cold coaching staff is like that um you know you're going to know what you're doing i mean it's meetings after me i ain't never been to so many meetings in my <laughs> life and i think you know that's really what helped me pick up that defense so fast you know the thing that's a little bit aggravating about that is he's talking about how great it was to have all those meetings he was just sleeping through the meetings here and i know he wasn't playing and that was his petulant response to all of that but it's a lot easier to learn the system and the plays when you're not asleep in the meetings. Yeah. Maybe what he's saying is that Tomlin let me sleep in the meetings and Belichick wouldn't. Ergo, that guy's better. Belichick's old school, James Harrison said. I don't know if, if it's too much of a player's coach. I think that from me going from being with uh, coaches like Coach Cower and, you know, to – Tomlin and then over to Belichick like Belichick is old school like you go do it like this or it ain't gonna get done you know so um, like I said playing for him is easy if you're used to regimen you're used to discipline it's not something that's hard to do if you're not then you're gonna have some issues until you get in line uh get in line well a lot of Steeler fans are like, I knew it. This is what we've been saying. Mm-hmm. This team don't have no discipline. Yep. I don't know that that's necessarily 100% the case or not, but... Uh, I mean, that's it part sounds, of the equation. It sounds like that's how, thing, that's how I envision things. 
Belichick is no fun, button down. Tomlin's trying to get everyone to like have a, you know, and be up and have a good attitude and more of a player's coach, for lack of a better way of saying it. Mm-hmm. As a fan, you definitely would rather have the Belichick win streak. Yeah, you don't care if the players are having any fun at all. Right. As a player, you probably would rather play in Pittsburgh. Although, I don't know. Harrison seems like one of those guys, he likes the discipline of it all. This is just a guy saying, no, my new girlfriend's great. I mean, my old girlfriend was okay, but, you know, she was just controlling, and I know my new girlfriend made me cut my hair and wear alligator shirts, but that's because she knows what she wants. I mean, I'm not trying to badmouth my old girlfriend, but I'm just saying my new girlfriend is really a mature woman. Yeah, I don't know, man. I uh, I, I agree with Bill. I think that a lot of Steeler fans are going to take this as a reason to drive him out of town. This is more people. Don't forget, you know, Bill Cower. People hated Bill Cower. <laughs> they wanted yeah. him gone. There's never been a coach in the last 30 years here that has gotten tons of crap. Well, there's only been two of them, but even still. at the well, even at the end of Chuck Knoll's career, weren't people calling for him to retire? They booed Bradshaw. Yeah, this is a, a tough, tough time. time. If you're not winning at all, tough then you're going to hear it. It's a tough time. Uh, the Miami Dolphins could suspend players who kneel during the national anthem this upcoming season. An Associated Press report details a team discipline document that now includes a section on proper anthem conduct. It classifies anthem protests under a large list of conduct detrimental to the club, all of which could lead to a paid or unpaid suspension, a fine or both. Uh, according to the AP, players can be suspended for up to four games. And the Penguins have signed forward Derek Grant to a one-year contract worth $650,000. Grant has 12 goals and 152 career NHL games. He scored all 12 with the Ducks last season. That's your sports. When we come back, Jimmy Kimmel show last night, Antonio Brown was there with his sons. Uh, or I don't know, maybe it was a son and a daughter. No, it was two sons. Two sons? I know the one kid's named Autonomy. Autonomy oh. Brown. No. Yeah. You're making that up. No, his name is Autonomy. Like self-governed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and what's the other one name? Autonomous. It's very it's hard to tell the two apart. Self-driving. Right. Brown. <laughs> so we'll play some clips from that. Plus Andre Costello and the Cool Miners uh, stopping by to preview this weekend's big legendary album concert series at the Rex Theater. They're doing Neil Young's Harvest tomorrow night and a preview of that coming up in the coffee house this morning on D. It's the DBE Morning Show. Antonio Brown was on the Jimmy Kimmel Show last night. Bowman. To promote his Madden cover. He's on the, the uh, latest edition of, uh, of Madden. Madden the, 19. Will the Madden curse follow God I hope not. Antonio Brown was Brady on it last year I don't remember because I don't I haven't played Madden for about seven years I yes, bet it's, the, he was yes it has to be so much better than what it used to be I was playing FIFA with my uh, nephew. Oh, my God. The graphics are insane. It's incredible how yeah. much fun and how great those things they are now. They do close-up on them. They're di- they have all their dances. Do they kneel like, during the anthem? Yes. Are there really? Are the yeah, people there's protests. Boo them and throw you stuff? can see people in the crowd booing. Realistic? Yeah. Oh, that's that's pretty cool. Brandon Whedon gets caught under the American flag in one of them. Oh, no kidding? Yeah. Oh, that's pretty interesting. No. No. <laughs> no. The uh, appearance last night also... Had his kids uh, in the spotlight. Antonio Brown brought his sons Autonomy and Ali. (laughs) 
anatomy. Huh. There are two ABs, two more ABs. I, I'm guessing he's having all ABs. Yeah, hmm. astronomy. <laughs> here's my son astrology <laughs> astrophysics get over here he's Come a here. capricorn yeah it's astringent here's antonio <laughs> brown on the show last night how long did you before the announcement did you know that you were going to be on the cover well i knew since february that i was going to be on the cover okay and then about a month before the announcement yeah. your father <laughs> posted this on instagram he wrote the look when your son is on the cover of 2019 Madden, God is good. <laughs> he did this well before it was supposed to be announced, right? Yeah. And so then do you, how does, what, what happens? Do you call him right away? Call him right away, like, what are you doing? Yeah. And did he have any idea that it was supposed to be secret? <laughs> he knew it was secret. He knew it was supposed to be secret. Yeah. And he didn't care. He did it anyway. You want to be the first one. <laughs> <laughs> and what did the people at, at Madden say about that? They just hit hit me up, hit him up, uh, hit him up. Just uh, I guess it doesn't matter because they don't put you on twice anyway, right? Yeah, you only get one time. You only get one time. Man, Kimmel's doing a lot of work there. <laughs> <laughs> Kimmel's doing a lot yeah. of work. Uh huh. Hold on, asinine. Get off that. <laughs> get back over here, man. We're doing an interview. <laughs> Hold on one second. Apathy. <laughs> I don't care what you do. This is uh, Antonio Brown talking about his necklace. That is some necklace you have there. Thanks. What's going on with that necklace? They call it a chain. It's a birthday present to myself. Oh, wow. <laughs> that is the size of a, a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. <laughs> How much does a necklace like that cost? Be honest. It, it depends, you know. I kind of already had that. The necklace just added the diamonds with the piece. So what's the total value? What is Top it? Top secret. Top secret. <laughs> hey boys, Daddy spent all your college money on a necklace. <laughs> I got the trolley fund. <laughs> Apocalypse! Stop crying, man. You know I got money for your college. Did you hear me, apothecary? <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, they talked about their Dancing with the Stars experience. Oh, by the way, I do have a bone to pick with you, and I don't want to start on a negative note but you know i bet a thousand dollars on you to win dancing with the stars I, I really appreciate you support me in that too. yeah but i would have appreciated if you supported me because you did not win you you lost and then i in turn lost a thousand dollars so I, I got you after the show. you do oh really maybe i just pick one little diamond off of that <laughs> then i think we would be square Arachnid, come over here. <laughs> Arduously, I said, listen. Albatross, sits. Well, I think the people that are like into weightlifting, too, have to be really careful about the supplemental intake. You can't just willy-nilly start chugging protein shakes and taking all different sorts of supplements. That stuff has to be regulated. And, they, you know, those guys have to be worried about the low T because they can their milk can come in. It's muscle milk. <laughs> Remember when we were talking about that? I'll never buy muscle milk protein shakes because it's just the name alone. It just yeah. sounds like there's like one of those guys who's getting milk at the gym after his workout, and then they put it in the fridge. And then he just has this huge guy over his shoulder. He's burping him. <laughs> Randy Bellman and the DVE Morning Show. Oh, it's Friday, Val. Oh, thank goodness. Doesn't Monday seem like TGIF a hundred years ago? Yes, a little bit. 
You didn't go to the Foo Fighters last night. I did not. I no. I took a knee also after after uh, the night before. Yes. Greta Van Fleet at stage AE. I was out late and got no sleep. So yeah, I wanted to go. The yeah, me too. Social media um, reports from Foo Fighters were all super positive. Mm-hmm. Mervis at the Post Gazette hated it. He was he was <laughs> for tweeting for what reason. We said it was just like all, he, they weren't playing songs. It was taking forever. It was dragging out. Oh. Like they played nine songs in 90 minutes. Wow. Like oh. they were just, it was like a show and he goofs around the whole time and it's like a variety show. Oh. No Donnie. So a little different than no previous Donnie. shows. No Donnie. He did go out with Paula Cole last night though at Jurgles. So that was <laughs> was nice. He sang the high harmony on Where Have All the Cowboys Gone. <laughs> But everybody seemed to love it. <laughs> and there are a few bands who can go in, sell out an arena, and rock 16,000 people, and they all come away going, yep, these guys are awesome. There's not a lot. They rock. Like, next week is Radiohead on Thursday night, and I think that's going to be one where a lot of people are going to be coming out of that, and they went because it was like a hip thing to do mm-hmm. and they're going to come out going I don't think I like Radiohead no, is that what Radiohead is? I, I didn't like that I don't think I like Radiohead I don't like that music yeah I don't think anybody came out of the Foo show last night going I don't think I like those guys they came out like this woo hands in the air yeah. screaming I bet it was I thought a, this was the Radiohead show. show I didn't <laughs> I actually like these guys I like this music I, I think the over under is I'll set it at a hundred people who during the Radiohead show turn to the person they came with and say, "When does Radiohead come on? <laughs> this, what is this, this DJ this, stuff? This is Radiohead. What is this sound? These sounds are weird. Do you like Radiohead? No. What do you got going on? About? <laughs> Here's Channel 11 Severe Weather Center forecast brought to us by Bridgeville Appliance. Weather Center 11. It's 60 degrees at DVE. The news is brought to us by Mattress Firm. You've still got time to get your winning ticket for tonight's Mega Millions drawing. The jackpot climbed to $422 million. Nobody won it on Tuesday. So if you get them, you know, you're the big winner and you take the cash option, you get $254 million. Cool. It's a lot of money. It's a lot of dough. Microsoft says it found and helped block attempts to hack campaign computer systems of three congressional candidates so far this year. These are the first known examples of cyber interference in the midterm elections. A Microsoft executive said yesterday the company sniffed out a fake Microsoft domain that was set up as a landing page for phishing attacks. Say in those jackholes in Congress yesterday voting down, they defunded security cybersecurity for our electoral process this year they like they'd be like getting rid of airport security after 9/11 they actually defunded it yesterday and then i thought about it and i'm like i, I do kind of understand it though because the baby cages are so expensive <laughs> cuz you have to have that you know the the thing on top they can play with and Oh, I thought I was voting down a Radiohead concert. <laughs> what? So, is this Radiohead? what is your idea of the perfect day? According to a new study, the average American has 204 good days a year, 15 perfect days. So, what do most people say the ingredients for a perfect day are? Sleeping in sunny skies and spending time with loved ones. The study there it found. Is. Study found for the average respondent, perfect day starts with getting up at 8.15. No. (laughs) It features a sunny day with temperatures in the mid-70s. 
It, in, nice. it involves being outside mm. about three hours. It also includes four hours with family and three hours with friends. Mm. And then the day is capped off with three hours relaxing in front of the television and going to bed just before 11. Mm. Sounds like a pretty perfect day. It's a nice day. My perfect day is, yeah, waking up at the beach. I think mm. I think I might not like people. As you said, like, three hours with family and four hours with friends. I'm like, no, no. My perfect day begins, I go to a diner alone and sit there for two hours, not having to talk to anybody. I, I Honestly, I could sit in a diner all day. Yeah. I, don't, I love diners. Mm-hmm. Now, that's part of the allure for me of watching that Seinfeld show was just, like, seeing those guys, comedians in cars getting coffee, oh, yeah. just going to nice diners and hanging yeah. out and drinking coffee. I'm like, oh, that is as, as enjoyable to me as sitting in a bar. Yep. Uh, and family, sorry, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And family. Yeah, yeah, of course. Family. And Radiohead. Right. <laughs> Are your home improvement projects done for yourself or to impress others? 34% of all home improvement projects are done just to keep up with or impress friends, family, and neighbors. Keeping Back- up with the Joneses. So you're yep. doing stuff now. I'm doing stuff now. Mm-hmm. First time I've been Bill in my house for 15 years. Stuff. I've never done anything to it. Mm-hmm. This is the first time I'm doing something. And it is a little bit of an aggravating process. <laughs> <laughs> but I definitely did not do it for anybody else. I did it so right. that I didn't go crazy. Yeah. Yeah, same with us. See, we, we don't really care what anybody else thinks. I was like, we're not inviting anyone over. <laughs> we bought the house knowing that we needed to do work to it. Right. Like it was one of those houses where the the tile in the kitchen was 12 by 12 pink bubble gum colored tiles. Ooh, in the and, kitchen. Yeah. Wow. Dude, did you keep the tile? God, No. No, we jackhammered buy, that up. You could buy, you could sell that stuff if oh, you don't I jackhammer it. I wish I would have talked to you yeah. just about a year <laughs> you ago. You know where they buy it? Casinos in Las Vegas will buy it. No. No. <laughs> oh, I'm, duh. I'm telling you, man. No. No, no yes. No, it, like the way that it was put down to get that stuff up without cracking oh, is yeah. almost impossible. I have old school peach. My bathroom is like the old school 50. You've been in that one. It has oh, yeah. peach and like... Uh, like a uh, green, mm-hmm. but it's not green. It's like I don't know what's, what's that color. Sea foam. Sea foam. That's it. So it's almost like salmony peach and sea foam. Like oh yeah, who mine the is, hell thought that was a gray good idea? and pink in the bathroom? A lot of pink. Yeah, it's so ugly. I had to keep it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah, we haven't done anything to the bathroom. The average American homeowner has spent $3,558 on home improvements that were only done to keep up with or impress other people. 42% said there is definitely some competition to have the best house in the neighborhood. 48% said they walked into a friend, family member, or neighbor's house and were jealous of something they had done. Uh, The top five most popular renovations done to one-up somebody else are landscaping, Got to have good yeah. curb appeal. Definitely. Uh, a kitchen remodel, a bathroom remodel, a deck and window or door replacements. My goal is to be to go unnoticed. I don't want it to be the house everyone looks at. I want it to be the one they walk by and, and don't, don't remember. Mm-hmm. So you want your, your house to be like Matt Damon in Ocean's Eleven? Memorable, but not too memorable? Exactly. You don't want to be the one where they're like, you know that house that had the two broken windows out front and the guy left his bike out in the front, you know, and there's a Mustang on the lawn. <laughs> Everything I do to my house, every time my parents come over, my mom goes, sweetheart, you need a roof. Looks like you had a fire. <laughs> um, <laughs> everything else here you've done is nice. I like the flowers. but um, And then she moons you. Get a new roof. Right. Yeah. 
If you love... So I can moon your roof. (laughs) You need a moon roof. (laughs) If you love Marvel Comics, you'll love a new exhibit that just opened in New York City. It's called The Art of the Avengers and Other Heroes and features the largest selection of original Marvel comic book art ever displayed, rare Spider-Man covers, and panels by the late Marvel illustrator Steve Ditko is included. That art will be on display through October 20th at the Museum of Illustration on the Upper East Side. The fourth in a series series of David Bowie box sets Loving the Alien 1983 to 1988 is scheduled to be released on October 12th. The massive collection will be available on multiple formats including as an 11 CD, 15 LP and digital download. The upcoming package follows the previously released sets David Bowie 5 years 1969 to 1973, David Bowie Who Can I Be Now 74 to 76 and David Bowie A New Career. In a New Town, 1977 to 1982. Also included in each box set is the never-before-released Sirius Moonlight live album recorded in Montreal in 1983. After a run through the film festival circuit, the Leonard Skinner documentary If I Leave Here Tomorrow will premiere on Showtime on August 18th. Film covers their rise, fall, and rise again with narration by guitarist Gary Rossington, the only original member still in the band. There are also interviews with former drummer Artemis Pyle, former guitarist Ed King, and producer Al Cooper, and archival clips with singer Ronnie Van Zant, guitarist Alan Collins, and bassist Leon Wilkison. Uh, we have the trailer on the morning show page at dve.com. It looks really good. There's been like a behind the music or something like that. And I've seen another documentary, but there needs to be a, a complete retelling because I know the Artemis Pyle narrative throughout that VH1 documentary has been completely refuted. So everything he said about, like, he made up stuff about the crash. Oh, really? Yeah. So oh, really? well, I don't know what he's whether what he tells. He claimed why to have been like he he was saying that he like threw people over his shoulder and carried him to safety and all this stuff. He just said somebody died in his arms that didn't like all this crazy stuff. And then he was arrested for being a pedo, I think. Yes. Oh, was it in a Thailand cave? No, it was not. It was oh. not Elon Musk's uh, arch nemesis. Disgraced Today Show host Matt Lauer has nearly finalized his divorce, and it could cost him $50 million. A source told Us Weekly that Matt is furious. He's handing over half his net worth to Annette Roque. He could fight for a better deal, but that would just drag things out longer. An internal NBC investigation discovered that Matt had sex in his office. He sexted colleagues. He bought sex toys for women in hopes they would let him watch. Annette Roque will take their Long Island horse farm, a massive estate in the Hamptons worth $25 million, plus a lump sum of $25 million, and they will split custody of their children and share costs. Finally, Andy Dick has pleaded not guilty to sexual battery. Uh, that's according to The Blast. He was not in president in court on Wednesday. He's been accused of groping a stranger's buttocks on an L.A. street in April. The woman said he also made lewd comments. He was charged with two misdemeanor crimes, sexual battery and battery. A few months earlier, he allegedly groped cast and crew members on a movie set. He denied the claim, saying, I didn't grope anybody. I might have kissed somebody on the cheek to say goodbye and then licked them. That's my thing. I licked (laughs) Carrie Fisher at a roast. It's me being funny. I'm not trying to sexually harass people. He was fired from that movie. He is due back in court next month in the sexual battery case. That's lick people. You know, I'm the licking guy. That's my thing. It's my signature. Andy Lick. That's my (laughs) sign-off.
He is a creepy dude. My my buddy was uh, good friends with him in uh, in L.A. and he said that like he would just that, like all that stuff rings true when I hear it because he'd be like, you know, I went over to Andy's house like we're writing this thing together and Andy's like, hi Todd, take your pants off. I'm just kidding, but seriously, take your pants off. He's like, so now we're writing and my pants are off. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I That's stopped doing thing. that here for a long time ago with you. I figured, yeah, let's keep our pants on. I wish you'd stop, you know, licking me goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's nice. That's just me. It's what I do. It's how Have I say goodbye, weekend, guys. It's my thing. Partly sunny, chance of a shower, thunderstorm later on today. Temperatures in the mid eighties. It is sixty six at DVE. Sean McDowell. Every time you see him, you say goodbye to him. You like scratches. Chest hair. <laughs> and he rolls around on his belly. Hey, he rolls around on his back. <laughs> I walked in the Greta Van Fleet show with him the other night. How, and how like, many buttons down? Like, oh, I think he had a, like a like a sweatshirt type thing on. Oh, okay. Uh, well, it was only eighty nine degrees. Like ten people. Sean, Sean. Oh, yeah. Dude, he's the best. He's a legend. Great. He's a legend. Well, plus that kind of. If you're at the Greta Van Fleet show and you're excited about this rock band up and coming and you're hoping, oh, these could be the next sort of saviors of rock and roll and uh, you see Sean McDowell there, that's almost like the the endorsement from the rock gods. (laughs) Like he was there to either give them his blessing or tell you to look elsewhere. I think he, he dug that show, right? I don't know. I haven't. Everybody to raved about the guitar player from Greta Van Fleet. That's all I hear about. They are. Rock Everyone stars. said the guitar. You know, we know the vocalist is good, but it's really the guitar players, like the star. Mm-hmm. Kid rips. Yep. Uh, Sean Collier here from Pittsburgh Magazine. Some mm-hmm. movies out this weekend. It's a sequel weekend. Mama Mia, here we go again. Hitting theaters today. Is that the full title? Yes. Uh, apparently, is this White Snake instead of ABBA? Apparently, beating out other suggestions, including Mamma Mia, yes, ABBA had other songs. Mamma Mia, gimme, 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 more money, please. And, of course, to Mama, to Mia. Here's, <laughs> here's the thing that confused me about doing a sequel. <laughs> to Mama, to Mia is yeah, the best. I think that would have worked. You're doing a sequel to a jukebox musical. You've, you've already used all the good ABBA songs, right? Like, what's what's your favorite ABBA song? Me? Mm. Yeah. I've always been a Waterloo kind of guy. Yeah, that's <laughs> in the first one. What else? What do you like? What do you, what, in fact, just name ABBA songs you can think of off the top Dancing here. Queen. In the first one. Of course it is. Uh, Fernando? Oh, yeah, Fernando. That's what they had left. Dude. For this one, they what do you have left? They were so all why didn't the they call one. it Fernandus? Fernandus would have been great. <laughs> what a day in the production process when they realized they still had Fernando to fall back on. Fernando, there we got a movie. In the air. I want to hear Francisco Cervelli sing Fernando. That would be delightful. Other than Fernando, though, you're basically left with the, uh, the ABBA album cuts. Yeah, oh, it's so good. Cuts. There is something in the air. <laughs> no. No. You're not going to sell tickets to your mom's book club with the ABBA album cuts. So how do you handle that? You just play the hits again. There are there are new songs in this one, but there's also 
The song's Dancing Queen's in it again. So there's Mama brand Mia's, new ABBA in this? There's not brand new. The ABBA did record a new song. I've been on the ABBA Wikipedia page. It is not in the film. They do use songs that they didn't use in the first movie. They also use Dancing Queen and Mamma Mia and Waterloo and Super Trooper and I Have a Dream again. It's it's a sequel with mostly the same stuff. At this point, they should have just pulled a reverse Disney and released an animated version of the original film. You could have made money on that. Yeah. Look... Of course it isn't good. You know it's not going to be good. But it is just so gosh darn charming that you will not actually be able to hate it. It will break you down and remove your desire to be a jerk. And by the end, you'll be tapping your foot and feeling cheerful in spite of yourself. You will walk out saying, that was not a good movie. And I'm very upset that I again had to hear Pierce Brosnan sing. But I am somehow happy anyway. It is a very pleasant, bad movie, so that's something. Oh, and Cher is in this. Cher is in this playing Meryl Streep's mother, despite being only three years older than Meryl Streep. But that's a good thing, because for an hour and a half, you've listened to Amanda Seyfried and Lily James and these non-singers kind of sing okay a little bit, and then having Cher show up and perform is very good movies. Does she only perform her songs, though? Because that wouldn't be right. No, in fact, I don't know if this is a Mamma Mia spoiler, she shows up and sings Fernando. And it's actually great. It's it's a rare moment of genuine entertainment. Well, that sounds like you're trying to make chicken salad out of. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get share. That'll help. Everyone still loves share, right? I'm sure that's this is a fun mom and daughter yeah. movie. Yeah, that's what it. And and it's. I didn't hate it. Like I said, I wanted to hate it. I couldn't. Uh, it is a week full of sequels. We also have the Equalizer two. Denzel Washington returns to. Equalize. E- equalize more people. People are going to get equalized. I could go deep and, and, and you know offer commentary. Let's be direct. It's taken, but with Denzel Washington. That's exactly what I said. That's it. Yeah, it is. Bill had that exact summation earlier. That's, that's how I feel. It's, it's a very, very loose uh, premise and just gives you enough reason to kill a lot of people. If there's a difference, it's that the equalizer is like pretentious taken. Because Taken is kind of happy to be what it is, but this is a Denzel movie, and Antoine Fuqua is directing, so they kind of pretend to be weightier, and it's 129 minutes long for some reason. Oh, my God. Yeah, and there's one a is way like, too much you, of it. You took my daughter. I'm going to kill everyone. And the other one's like, hey, you took this prostitute that works at the diner I go to. He's like, a, the opening scene, he's on a Turkish train stopping human trafficking. I'm like, this business really expanded. What? Who pays him? What was his occupation? <laughs> like, where does he, does he have benefits like i'm i always want to know where these people work he spends a lot of time in this movie as a lift driver it seems like all of the equalizing is pro bono work he's like a retired cia guy right yeah he's retired black ops and now he just wants to help people to be nice he he can't sleep so he goes to this and this is the first first movie he can't sleep so he goes to this diner and he sits there and you just see him or you don't know what he does but he's organizing hit the table in front of him it's very you know uh, uh meticulous and and he's looking at the watch and and then he follows this girl home that you know ends up getting beat up by her pimps he's like a, a vi- like a like a calm vigilante and he starts his watch before he kills people and it's never really explained why if you want an action movie and you want to watch Denzel beat a bunch of people up sure Go ahead. Unfriended 2. Unfriended 2. There was a couple of years ago, there was a horror movie about ghosts in your Facebook, 
which seemed scary at the time, but that's way easier to deal with than Russian spies. So I feel fine now. <laughs> it's, it's white supremacists and Russian right. spies. I'll and... take ghosts any day. Sure. So this Holocaust one is, deniers. This one is different. It's, it's like a global snuff film ring. It, the whole thing takes place on a laptop Wait, screen. What? The the movie the movie screen is a laptop screen, and you just stare at it, making it the only time in history. I think you're better off not seeing it in the theater and watching it on your computer later. Oh yeah, that's a good point. That'll be way scarier. I did not actually hate it. I did not like it, but I didn't hate it, and that's better than I expected to feel. That's that's, that's going to be my new stamp of approval. I'm Sean Collier. I don't hate this. Uh, did you see Eighth Grade yet? I did. We'll talk about that uh, when it comes out, but it, it, it's very, very impressive. I have no idea how Bo Burnham can perfectly tap into the mindset of a 14-year-old girl, but it is unbelievable. What about uh, the Boots Riley movie? I have not seen it yet. Sorry for bothering you. Is that the name of it? No, that's out. They didn't uh, screen it locally, but that you can see that in theaters this weekend. I've heard only good things. I have not caught up with it what, yet. What about the Wreck-It Ralph sequel? That is When's that coming that's out? a good ways off, but Hotel Transylvania three? I have not seen there's an interesting there's an interesting split between the movies the two of you are asking about. <laughs> the the subtle nuanced indie flicks and things with an animated vampire. Those are the yes. that's yeah. where we draw the line here. <laughs> I I'm, I'm just, just I the only time I make it to the movie theater anymore is to see kids. stuff with my kids. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the only time I do is with my super depressed friends. So, so right. Eighth grade. Right. All right. Quick break. We're coming back. A, a sports update for you. We've got uh, Andre Costello and the Cool Miners playing in the... It's the Cool Miners, not the Cool Miners. Cool Miners. These miners are so cool. Yes. So cool. Yes. They're uh, going to be in the... Making uh, miners cool again. Coffee house <laughs> in anticipation of tomorrow night's debut of the Legendary Album Series. They're doing Neil Young's Harvest. And as it so happens, Just Harvest Food Bank, benefactor, beneficiary rather, of that event. And it, I mean, who doesn't love Harvest start to finish? And they've mm-hmm. got an all star cast to help support them. So Andre and the uh, Cool Miners in the coffee house coming up after now. DVE Sports. Yep, the DVE Morning Show. Pursuit is off. He'll be back on Monday. The Pirates begin the second half of their season with a six-game Ohio road trip beginning this weekend with the Reds. Jameson Tyon on the mound. Six and seven. Three nine one ERA against Tyler Mall. I think that's how you say his name. Seven to seven four oh two ERA. Uh that's tonight. First pitch, seven ten PM. Bucks go to Cleveland for three games of interleague play early next week. And we'll face a renovated Indians bullpen. They acquired relief pitchers Brad Hand and Adam Simber from the San Diego Padres in exchange for catcher Francisco Maya. Fifth-ranked prospect in the league and top prospect in Cleveland's farm system. My chair is broken, and it's slowly going down. Can you see how I'm, like, sinking <laughs> yeah, right no, now? Going yep. on right. Hey, cool. where are you going? I don't know. It appears like I'm shrieking away from this sports cast. Is there quicksand over there? James Harrison making waves again with commercials, or comments, rather, he made during uh, an appearance on Undisputed with Skip Bayless and Shannon Sharp. This is what uh, James Harrison had to say. Comparing coaches Bill Belichick and Mike Tomlin. Mike Tomlin is good as a head coach. He's a, he's a player's coach. Yeah. Um, I, I think he needs to be a little bit more disciplined. Um, other than that, uh, you know, the, the big thing with with, uh, with Belichick is he's very regimented. He's disciplined. Um, everyone is going to be on the same page. It's not going to be anything as far as someone doing their own thing. And I think, you know, over there, their, their co-coaching staff is like that. Um, you know, 
you're going to know what you're doing. I mean, it's meetings after me. I ain't never been in so many meetings in my <laughs> life. And I think, you know, that's really what helped me pick up that defense so fast. Yeah, and he went on to say it's not a matter of Mike Tomlin being too much of a player's coach. I don't know if, if it's too much of a player's coach. I think that from me going from being with uh, coaches like Coach Cowher and, you know, to Tomlin and then over to Belichick, like Belichick is old school, like you go do it like this or it ain't going to get done, you know. So, um, like I said, playing for him is easy. If you're used to regimen, you're used to discipline, it's not something that's hard to do. If you're not, then you're going to have some issues until you get in line. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how hot of a take that is because it it it's it 100% makes sense to everybody else. Mm-hmm. You know, Cower and Tomlin were considered more players' coaches. I mean, both of them played the game. Belichick in, is from the Parcells coaching tree. And those guys are more authoritarian, right? There's no, there's no joy, there's no fun. You do your job. It's a business, and I'm sure Steelers fans are going, "Yeah, this is what we've been saying," but it's like that's the best coach in the game, mm-hmm. maybe ever. Right. Everybody's going to fall short compared to him. And that's the uh, criticism that people always levy at Tomlin. Well, he hasn't beat Belichick. Well, nobody has. You know. Guy wins all the time. <laughs> right. So uh, the Miami Dolphins, yesterday, it was reported they could suspend players who kneel during the national anthem this upcoming season. An Associated Press report details a team discipline document that now includes a section on proper anthem conduct. It classifies anthem protests under a large list of conduct detrimental to the club, all of which could lead to a paid or unpaid suspension, a fine, or both. According to the AP players could be suspended for up to four games. Penguins have signed forward Derek Grant to a one-year contract worth six hundred fifty grand, 12 goals in 152 career NHL games. He scored all 12 with the Anaheim Ducks last season. And lastly, this clip's going viral. Uh, Nebraska football coach Scott Frost talking about how he plans to coach the Cornhuskers. One of our sayings is have a desire to excel and no fear of failure. And uh, part of that is on the the coach's responsibility. I, you know, I, I mentioned that we're not going to yell and scream at kids. We're not going to cuss at kids. Um, I don't think that's the right thing to do, and I also don't want to make kids afraid to go make a great play. Uh, if someone misses a tackle or drops a ball, they don't need to be yelled at. They need to be taught the right way to do it so it doesn't happen again. And once you take away that uh, fear of what might happen if you make a bad play, it really frees you up to go make great plays. So I, I want our team to always play with the desire to excel and no fear of failure. So bet against Nebraska our- this year. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. I mean, when I first heard the clip, you were playing it over there on your phone. I thought it was like a youth coach. Nope. I was like, oh, that's great. College, I don't know. We'll see. A lot of money Man, at a, stake there. That's a big program. They get their ass handed to them in week one. The The, the boosters are going to be like, start beating the snot out of them. Hey, start yelling Corn at these poles. dummies. I don't know. Football, it seems like there's something about it. That, like, if you're just it, just nice and encouraging, hey, it doesn't no, work. Like, there's just something about having to get mean. Finish your block, moron. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, my God. You got to be like Greg Warren's assistant coach. We used to, I mean, even in high school, the stuff that coaches would say was hilarious. Absolutely. Like, 
And we used to laugh at it because you don't even take it seriously. You're not like, I don't know. I, I could be wrong about this, and I think there are some coaches who go over the line, certainly. But a lot of the times they would do it in a way they'd be screaming at you, and you know, you'd know, you feel kind of like ashamed and disappointed with yourself at the time. But like later on, you weren't like, oh, I'm so embarrassed by that. You'd be like, did you see the way he was screaming at me? Like, oh, my God. Yeah, but weren't you terrified to make a mistake? Because um, you don't want to be singled out. Like, you don't want to be that guy. I mean, it's hilarious when the coach is screaming at somebody else, grabbing them by the face mask. But if it's you. Yeah. Well, mostly because you can't laugh. <laughs> when you're in college, it's a different thing. I mean, there's just so much pressure. It's on the line. Uh, uh, the big programs like that. Nebraska. I mean, there's 100,000 people at every one of those games. Right. I find it tough to believe they're just well, going to be like, that's we'll okay, see. Tim. That's okay. We'll see. Don't worry about fumbling it and kicking it through the back of the end zone. We'll get Oklahoma next year. <laughs> no, it's fine. You are a good boy. We're not going to do first, second, third, fourth down. We're going to do like, here's another down. Try it again. <laughs> Have another down. This is just another chance. Again, it's one of those things. Theoretically, I like the idea of positive reinforcement being the way going forward, but something about it, I don't know. What do you think, Val? Eh, you got to know your audience. Yeah. Works with some people, doesn't work with others. It worked for Dan Bosma for a while. Wasn't he like a mostly positive coach there? Yeah. Like he was a, then I think he kind of Then they needed someone to control, kick ass yeah. and they're like, you're, you're not the kick ass guy. Yeah, you can't be the disciplinarian after you're the nice right. guy. That was Tarion. And they're doing such a great job to be the worst defensive squad in the league. You know, they're, they turn the puck over. You know, they have no vision. They're soft. Like, I never see soft. a bunch of defensemen soft like this. Soft like this. Soft like this. Uh, sports brought to you by Sports Clips this morning on DVE. Val has news at the top of the hour. Valerie. We're going to talk about some of the strangest ice cream flavors, and uh, I'll tell you what Pennsylvania's is. I like the soft serve. <laughs> it's the DVE Morning Show, and Ben Penninger from Gray Area Productions and Emily Cleath from Just Harvest Food Bank here uh, this morning. And they are here to promote this weekend's legendary album series concert at the Rex Theater. Andre Costello and the Cool Miners are doing Neil Young's Harvest Start to finish. Ben, Emily, good morning. How are you guys doing? Great. Thanks for having us. I'm wonderful. Good morning and thanks for having us. Yeah, see, every time Ben comes in, I get really jealous because he's got the better radio <laughs> voice. Yeah. There are very few people who have a better radio voice than you. You're in the wrong profession, possibly, except for the fact that you're really good at the other thing that you do. And uh, You should be doing the quiet storm overnight somewhere. Oh, dude, yeah, you could... Tossing it to some yeah. slow jams. Yeah, like some slow jams. Coming up next on the slow jam hour. Oh, dude, right <laughs> on, man. You gotta, we gotta get him on the radio, Emily, for crying out loud. All right, we talked a lot about the show. I want to talk about Just Harvest first. Emily, Yes. how important is it that we continue to raise money for Just Harvest, and where does the money go? And tell people about Just Harvest so that they know what great work is being done. Sure. Um, so Just Harvest has been working in Allegheny County for the past 30 years to reduce hunger. There are roughly one in seven, one in eight of our neighbors out in Allegheny County who are struggling to put food on the table, mostly because they're having to make these impossible choices about food or health care or food or rent or food or car payments. And so what we do, we're not a food bank. We don't give out food. I said food bank and I, I, I know I misspoke. Uh, that's cool. Um I, you know, God bless food banks, but they will be the first to admit that they are only meeting a tiny fraction of the need out there. And where the rest of that help is coming from is the government. 
Um, so what we do at Just Harvest is we work to make sure the government is doing its job, that it is paying attention to the needs of poor people. We are elevating their voices. We are getting them connected to assistance. We are working on the policies that will make their lives better, and we are trying to get to the root cause solutions that will put more resources in their communities. So that all That's sounds great. awesome mm-hmm. and necessary and vital. And if I'm a person listening right now and I think, boy, I could really use some help. Yes. What's the best way to go about getting that help? Call us 412. How do I know if I qualify for help? We will do an eligibility screening for free, 412-431-8960. We will, uh, it's a free screening. It takes about five minutes. And if you qualify, we will help you get food assistance. We will help you get medical assistance. We will help you get energy assistance. Give us a call or go to our website. Energy assistance too. Yes. Is it fair to say that more people qualify for assistance than they realize that they're within the parameters of someone who would qualify for needing help? I would imagine a lot of people are too proud to consider themselves eligible. Absolutely. There's a lot of blaming and shaming going on right now about who poor people are and how it's their fault that they can't get by. But uh, yes, there are people out there who are eligible. They don't even know it. And we can help you. Uh, get that that assistance. How often do you have to kick the government in the ass for not doing its job? <laughs> like a daily basis. <laughs> that's the gig. Yeah. yeah so that's what we do. Let's say I'm a person who's listening right now and I got lots of time on my hands and I think, all right, I want to devote it to helping others and Just Harvest is doing the kind of stuff I want to do. How can they best help besides buying tickets for this show on Saturday night? What's the best way to help? Cut a check, spend hour, like man hours working. What's, what's the best method here? Uh, absolutely cut a check or come volunteer with us. We have this great program going on at the farmer's markets that helps people with food stamps be able to shop at farmer's markets because those are traditionally cash-based thing and, and food stamps come on a debit card. So we have a program that helps people use their food stamps at the farmer's market. We are always happy to have people come out there and help us and hang out at the farmer's markets and get fresh food to people who need it. Awesome. All right. This is this is good stuff. This is all Pittsburgh, so too. Yeah. Pittsburgh, Allegheny County. Yep. Yeah. Yep, yep. I like see. I, I like when uh, Pittsburghers help Pittsburghers. There seems to be a little more efficacy there. Like people, it really works when it's a, it's a homegrown uh, thing. And uh, Just Harvest makes sense because the album... That is being performed by Andre Costello and the Cool Miners this Saturday at the Rex Theater. Ben, Neil Young's Harvest. Yeah, this is going to be the first in our legendary album series at the Rex of many, many great albums to come. Um, But I spoke to Andre at one of the rambles Mm -hmm. about this idea. And I was like, I'm looking for band leaders to do legendary albums. We're going to tie it in with a local nonprofit. (laughs) Do you know anybody? (laughs) He's like, actually, yeah, I'd love to do something. And, you know, we're talking about Neil Young. And then I was talking about how one of the nonprofits we work with is Just Harvest. And he's like, actually... He's like, I'm totally aware, and I've used Just Harvest, right? He's like, and I'm thinking someone else. Still doesn't sound like a good fit. Yeah, yeah but no, it, it was great the way everything came together. Um, you know, we, we talked about the, you know, which albums we could do possibly, and you know, this one sounded like a natural winner for the first one. Um, you know, we're, we're just happy to give it a home. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, we love working with local musicians already. You've brought so many through our doors with the different rambles, the different DVE shows. And, um, you know, I love live music and, you know, it's what I already do for a living anyhow, right? Give right. it a home. So if we can do it in a way that benefits, you know, a great local nonprofit, 
like Just Harvest, the more the merrier. So it's going to be a regular thing coming up for us. Most of the shows are going to be in 2019. See if we can't get another one squeezed in before the end of the calendar. Okay, so this is the first one. And uh, how did you settle on Harvest again? What was the reason for picking Harvest? Well, we wanted to do like on the beach maybe. And then we were like, maybe we should do one that like you know is the most recognizable yeah yeah andre took the very artist approach and wanted to do the one near and dear to his heart and i was like how about commercial viability (laughs) how about the one that'll sell tickets yeah Yeah. exactly because i mean like andre wanted to do trans yeah Yeah. it's great you know if we're doing these albums but what really makes the impact is if we actually get people out we're actually selling tickets and that way we're actually raising money for the nonprofits, right yeah. You know. Well, this is going to be exciting. I'm looking forward to this. And Andre, this is a challenging album to do. It's going to require you uh, getting the help of some of the other uh, luminaries of the Pittsburgh music scene. Yeah, so I got Reed Connolly on Steel. Oh, that was nice. My first Pedal. one. I was like, I can't do it unless we got a good Steel player. Yeah. So get Reed to do it. Got to have that. Got him on board. And I got my band in. Yeah. And so... Did you that. get the Pittsburgh Symphony Orchestra to provide the uh, symphonic <laughs> element? They were gonna fill in for the London Philharmonic, and then uh, like last minute, like they had another thing going on. Did they think the show <laughs> was at nine, and then and they showed up? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they showed up late. Is that what happened? Yeah, yeah. It's so like I fired him. So, oh, okay. Yeah, they're late. Well, I thought it was a support slot down the road at Hard Rock Cafe. We just couldn't pass on it. No, <laughs> no, no that's, that might have been it. They're yeah. double booked, man. All right, so uh, you're going to be uh, playing some stuff from Harvest coming up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we're going to do. I think we're going to do Old Man. Um, and if yeah, if there's room for a second one, we'll do out on the weekend. Oh, cool. Well, we'll definitely make room for a second one. But uh, will you play one off of your new record, Resident Frequencies? What tonight? Yeah, or today. T- today. Today. Oh. Did you rehearse for it? Can you actually pull that off? No, nah, we got we got an even different drummer in there filling for Nick this oh, morning. Oh, okay, yeah. all right. I would love to have. Who's is Mark Drummond? Yeah, Mark is. Okay, yeah, Mark will take care. All right. Well, this is this is going to be awesome. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, Saturday night and Ben tickets available right now. Yeah, tickets available right now at rextheater.net. Uh, information for the show: 7 p.m. doors, 8 p.m. show. Even if you can't make it. It's only $12 ticket in advance. Probably should have charged more for that, right? So twelve mean, $12 in advance online. Even if you can't come, go ahead, buy a ticket. Support this great local organization, some great local bands. Um, yeah, bring your kids. If you need a seat, we'll put down a chair for you. We just every, want everybody to come out. But rextheater.net, just go on there, click on calendar. Easy to buy tickets with your credit card over the phone uh, if you need to. Yeah, I think that's it. That covers the bases. Emily, if people want to log on and uh, help out at Just Harvest. JustHarvest.org. JustHarvest.org. Oh, yeah, and for the uh, for the Neil heads out there, we're doing some weird stuff for the second set. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's not just Harvest in its entirety. It's harvest so and more. Harvest in its entirety, and then some uh, greatest hits and some deep cuts as well. Cool. So, so it's not just harvest. Not but just it is just, for harvest. just harvest. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. All right, Ben, Emily, confusing. Andre, thanks guys. <laughs> Andre Costello, the, the cool miners in the coffee house <laughs> this hour. This is from Andre's new album, Resident Frequencies. Get it today. Andre Costello and the Cool Miners. And great job at Deutschtown this past Saturday. That was uh, thanks, an awesome set. That was a lot of fun. Kind of closing out the main stage there Saturday night. And there had to be like, I don't know, there were several thousand people there. Yeah, I was trying to count them. Is that one of the I biggest could... crowds you ever played for? Uh, Yeah. It, it yeah, was. It was. I, I mean, it went all the way to the park. Mm-hmm, it did. It was super cool. Uh, okay, great. Carry on. Up next, Val Porter's got your news on the DV Merg. 
Uh, Sean Collier here from Pittsburgh Magazine. Some mm-hmm. movies out this weekend. It's a sequel weekend. Mamma Mia, Here We Go Again, hitting theaters today. Is that the full title? Yes. Uh, apparently, Is this White Snake instead of ABBA? Apparently, beating out other suggestions, including Mamma Mia, Yes, ABBA had other songs. Mamma Mia, Gimme, 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 More Money, Please. And, of course, To Mama, To Mia. Here's, here's the thing that confused me about doing a sequel. To Mama, To Mia. Yeah, I think that would have worked. Randy Bellman and the DVE Morning Show. We're doomed. It's the DVE Morning Show. Uh, Mamma Mia 2, Skull Island. What? <laughs> Hold on. Mamma Mia Deuce. <laughs> uh, Deuce Bigelow. Oh, my. Male Mamma Mia Gigolo. Mamma Mia Mama Harder. I want to go see <laughs> the Boots Riley movie. I think that's yeah. going to be really great. I really like Lakeith Stanfield. I think he's a great actor. I'm going to try to get there this weekend. And, and looking for a couple of weeks forward, 8th grade is really great. And even mid-August, um, Black Klansman by Spike Lee. Really good. Is oh that really? About the yeah. Chappelle character? It is. Uh... No. It's about the real guy. It's about there's a tr- it's so, a sort of true story about a black guy who infiltrated the Klan in the seventies. Oh, you got to be a really good actor to do yeah. that. <laughs> yes. Val, what do you got going on over there? Here's the Channel 11 Severe Weather Center forecast brought to us by Dormont Appliance. Weather Center 11. It's 73 degrees at DVE. The news is brought to us by CCAC. The 32-year-old grandson of mob boss John Gotti has been arrested. Police say Carmine Gotti Agnello, who also starred in the <laughs> I'm sure reality. he's completely innocent. <laughs> that name is just like a jail sentence. <laughs> uh, remember the show Growing Up Gotti? Yeah. Uh, oh, he yeah. was on there. He's being accused of running an illegal scrapyard in Queen. Uh, authorities say LSM Auto Parts and Recycling did not have a proper license to crush cars. So I don't know if this is kind of like a Al Capone tax evasion thing. Oh, like it was a laundering. Like they're trying to get him for something else, but he. Oh, was guy. A, he, oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Nah. Because I don't it's know. like they they busted him for not having a license to crush cars. I mean, come on. Hey, you got a car needs crushed. Yeah, bring it out here. If you no want to put whatever's in the car, we don't ask any questions. We, we just crush that car. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, if a snitch happens to be in there, well, that's his problem. Our slogan is, we don't look in the trunk. He was released on his own recognizance and is due back in court in September. Firefighters in Austin, Texas, were called to put out two separate fires last week that are believed to have been started by spontaneous combustion of tortilla chips. <laughs> Investigators say a factory had been trying a new method to handle waste. Somehow the chips burst into flames. This is how Guy Fieri is too fast. This is how Guy Fieri is going to die. The blaze was contained to the exterior of the building, and it was eventually put out. But three days later, some pallets of chips that survived the first fire just spontaneously combusted. So the fire department came back. Fortunately, there was no damage to the building and no injuries. That begs the question. What's in the chips? <laughs> what's in the what chips? What are you guys putting in the chips? What's in the chips? Oh, what's in the chips? What's in the chips? There's a problem with the chips. Do they taste good? No, they taste good. Are they crunchy? They're crunchy. What's the problem? Yeah. They're exploding. Yeah. Maybe. What are they doing in our bellies while they're exploding? <laughs> Go to the bathroom with next day on that one. You're the reverse fire-breathing dragon is what you are there. Well, what is uh, we talked last hour about what makes the perfect day. So what's something that can instantly make your day better? Exploding chips. <laughs> As part of their... Puppies. Posit- puppies? Mm-hmm. Oh, always. 
As part of their positively beautiful campaign, the U.S. Highbush Blueberry Council. <laughs> what is that? Uh, Ask are people, you on that? I, I am not. Like sounds like something be on uh, they asked people what things instantly boosted their mood. Blueberries not on the list. Uh, <laughs> blueberries <laughs> suck. <laughs> no, they don't. They're the best. Yeah, they do. They, not, no, come on. I, I, I you don't sit there and eat blueberries. I go through a thing of blueberries a week. Wow. For the health purposes, you don't love the way that blueberries taste, dude. Blueberries should, on like cereal blueberries. is one of life's great pleasures. Okay, see, but there's a th- weird that's why consistency. Why? You can't just eat a bowl of blueberries. I'll eat a handful of them. No, because then your hands all stained. No, I just like dump them in my hand and I throw them in my mouth. You th- no. throw those down with some almonds. It's like a, well, it's, no, you gotta you gotta pair them with something. That's why they suck. Believe me, I've been trying to get into blueberries. You can get I, into them. It's, it's not like I haven't tried. It's not an exclusive club. I don't like them. Oddly, this is exactly how I feel about Radiohead. Do you yeah. like every blueberry? now and then? I throw some Radiohead down. I just can't get into it. I like, like them in a muffin. Blueberry flavor. Yeah, you just don't. Yeah, like I love that. it. Yeah, blueberries have a weird slimy. It's. it's I'm not middle. a fan. They're too little. Stop going to the food land on Mount Washington to get your flipping produce. All right. I'll flip and go wherever I flip Get and you want to go. Get your produce from the farmer. Blueberry blueberries. Yeah, go Why? to the Blueberry Council. It sounds like they wear big hats in this place. And big pants. Yeah. Uh, the top 10 things that instantly make your day better. 58% said finding money in your pocket you didn't know you had. Yeah, that's always nice. That is delightful. It is. Five, a 10. Being able to sleep in with no alarm. Mm-hmm. I mean, it doesn't matter anymore for me, but yes. Uh, yeah. Laying in bed listening to the rain fall outside. Oh. It's very lovely. Nice. Soothing. On a Saturday. Mm-hmm. That sounds like a... Especially when it's a nap, because it's like, oh, yeah. Yeah. I didn't miss anything. <laughs> Except now in Pittsburgh, this summer, you can't enjoy a nap with the rain falling, because you're like... It's a oh, typhoon. Yeah, I'm pretty sure my basement is flooding right now. <laughs> right. My a house s- is sliding. A it small is moving. gesture of kindness from someone in your life. Petting a dog. Always. Dogs are the absolute cure-all. Fix-all, yep. Uh, performing a small gesture of kindness for somebody else. Realizing. <laughs> the other day I thought I was doing something nice for some lady because she forgot her giant eagle card. I'm like, These, you can use mine. I mean, go ahead. And she's like, no, it's fine. I'm like, no, really, I don't mind. It's cool. Just go ahead and use it. And she's like, no, really. And, and I'm like, no, go ahead. And I'm like, oh, you want the miles or the points, don't you? <laughs> oh, I'm just stealing your points. I'm not doing anything nice. But can... she would have still gotten any discounts. Well, she was probably going to just call it up on her phone. And, and I cut her off before, you know, the, by the phone number. Mm-hmm. And oh, I cut yeah. her off before she did it. Yeah, she's like, it. I don't have my card. I'm like, I, you can have mine. I'm being a good Samaritan. <laughs> she's like, no, I'm just going to. No, no, you don't have to do anything. Here you go. Oh, you got blueberries? Can I have them? <laughs> Thanks for the gas points. Did I say realizing it's a beautiful sunny day? Nobody realizes no. that. That's it. Uh, a long hot shower. Oh, dude. Makes your day better. For some reason, I, I, I think the more tired I am, the more capable I am of just sitting in the shower for like 20 minutes mm-hmm. and not realizing yep. I've just been standing there. That's well, why you, you take, take cold showers. showers. Yeah. When was the last time you took a hot shower? I don't know. can't remember. Oh, my God. It's been a long, long time. Probably the winter. I mean, you know, like I doing the cold showers. I mean, I still do them, but it's it's really tough to when it's twelve degrees outside. Yeah, because yeah, the pipes are freezing and it's just the water's ice cold. A meaningful long hug from somebody you love. 
Makes your day better. And uh, finally, seeing a friend you haven't seen in a long time. Don't you miss like being a kid and like just having somebody hug you for a long time? You know what I mean? Like, not a stranger, mostly, obviously. I was going to say. Mostly because um, it let's makes... Let's not get creepy about this. My back feel better. <laughs> so you want to be hugged by a like chiropractor. Like a squeeze. But like, my mom would come and hug me for like a minute. Yeah, sure, when you're a kid, yeah. It's like, don't you feel like as an adult, you're like, I need someone to do that. Like, I just... And that's how you end up in these cuddle parties. Yeah, I was going to say, there's though. probably a place on Butler Street you can go and get <laughs> right. hugged for an hour. Well, no, but then, you know, it's, a, it's yeah, it's like we can cuddle a little bit, but then she ends up trying to use my legs to warm up her feet, and then I'm like, <laughs> get out of here. <laughs> you know, it's tough. is a small Japanese city in the birthplace of the ninja, and they are- Egot? Ega. Emmy, Grammy, Ega. Oscar. Ega. No, no, no T. I-G-A or E-G-A? I-G-A. You were thinking Emmy, Grammy, Oscar, Tony. Yeah, I was thinking the guy from Miami Vice. You got it. Uh, they're facing a serious problem. There are not enough people training to be ninjas. Uh, not surprisingly, ninja they shortage. Uh, depend on tourism to keep their economy rolling. But because there's a shortage of ninjas, they are asking people to come and train as ninjas at a yearly salary of $85,000. Hey, guys, welcome to EGA. Do you, can, you, do you guys, can, can you be uh, ninjas? Modest proposal. Just say, they're all around. You can't see them. They're ninjas. <laughs> we got 100 in this room. Fear ninjas, ninjas are everywhere. Ninja. There are so many things in life that are great just the way they are, but people... Ninjas. Yes. People have to go over the top and do crazy things with them. The website, delish.com, just put together a list of the strangest or craziest ice cream flavors in every state. They probably should have used the word... Maybe unusual would be a better choice because they're not strange or crazy. Some sound really delicious. In California, it's Vietnamese coffee with frosted almonds and peanut butter curry ice cream. I think Millie's has a Vietnamese coffee flavor. Ice cream? Yeah. What's so different about Vietnamese coffee? I mean, I don't want to make a horrible joke, but... (laughs) It felt like you were just setting me up for the most racist joke ever, and I was like ready to come through with one, so I I stopped myself. I was generally, uh, genuinely curious. Uh, I don't know. I've never had Vietnamese coffee. Is it stronger? I don't know. Have you ever had Millie's ice cream? Yes, I have. It's one of the best things Pittsburgh is. It's like steel Millie's. (laughs) (laughs) The steel industry. One and two, yeah. Uh, in Delaware, it's a blend of orange, mango, and strawberry ice cream, which doesn't sound that unusual, but they put a real scorpion on top. Oh. Um, Class minor? Yes. <laughs> hey, everybody, it's ice cream! We are the scorpions! I'm going to rock you like a hurricane! <laughs> That's a very good impression of him. In Georgia, it's fruitcake ice cream. <laughs> Dude, it just sounds like what my like uncle would say. <laughs> hey, stop acting yeah. like a fruitcake. <laughs> or he'd order it for you when they, when you guys were out. Yeah, and my nephew over here, take the fruitcake. They got the fruitcake ice cream. You know what they say, y'all, what you eat, right? Was it, didn't, didn't Jack Trippers, didn't Mr. Rober call him a fruitcake all the time? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I think uh, Archie Bunker used to use fruit all the time. Fruitcake. <laughs> That's such a stupid thing. To... Oh, my God. Hey, I'm a little homophobic. You're a fruitcake. <laughs> fruitcake industry had to be like, Jesus, guys, oh, what are we going to do? This is t- terrible I branding mean, for us. We are really being branded.
In now, this is surprising, probably because it's in Kansas. Pineapple cilantro ice cream. Like I, I could see that in Hawaii, maybe. I don't know why you do that. Cilantro. Some people, it's like the asparagus thing. Some people, when they eat asparagus, their pee smells funny. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, with cilantro, cilantro no, it's not pee. But some people, they have like they don't have the digestive enzyme or or the taste bud or enzyme or some something like that. But some people taste cilantro as soap. Yeah, I've heard that. And I I love soapy. cilantro. Is and there that are like people. the blue gold dress thing? Like the yeah, I guess. I mean, I don't. Huh, uh, I taste sort of, soap. What do you taste? I taste cilantro. The taste bud version of that. Yeah. There's uh, in Maine lobster ice cream. They put butter no. and lobster in it. No. That's, no, 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 no. Along no, those no. lines, there's Old Bay crab seasoning ice cream in Maryland. <laughs> no. Olive oil no. ice cream in New Jersey. No. Horseradish in <laughs> no. New York. No. In Oregon, it's kimchi and rice. Wait, I want to go back to the horseradish thing. I bet that's not that bad. I bet. I bet you can make a wasabi ice cream that's good. You can eat it. And horseradish. Anything that has like the quick hit, like heat, I think would be good. No. No, I will. I I want to get that ice cream and have you eat it on Wasabi? Yeah. That's fine. That's fine. In uh, Washington, there's tomato ice cream. Washington no. State. No. And in Pennsylvania, this sounds pretty delicious to me. Uh, they think that uh, the sweet potato maple walnut ice cream at Oh Wow Cow in Wrightsville in Bucks County is strange. Oh, I think that, that sounds, sounds awesome. Yeah. yeah. That sounds real good. I really have grown to love ice cream this year. Because you're living in a trailer <laughs> on your in your front yard, it, you're just like you're in heat, and I don't know. I, f- I figured it's hot out there. No, we have air conditioning. Oh, okay. Are you wearing a lot of um, aprons, tank tops? And oh no. Cut off jean shorts. Ice cream is good, <laughs> dude. You got to go to Millie's. I'm telling you. Where is, is, is it? Was that the one like there- right off Market Square? There's one. Yes, there okay. was one there. I'm not sure if that one's still there. I know the one on Highland is still there. Shady side. Shadyside. Yeah. Um, Leona's, is that the sandwiches, the ice cream yes. sandwiches? They are good. really good. Real good. You guys yeah. into the chip witches? What is that? I don't get down with those. Come on. What's a chip witch? It's like a two two chocolate chip cookies with ice cream in between. Oh, that's what Leona's does, but like, they do all different cookies. Like dude, snickered- the chip witches are fire. No, but there's a brand name, chip witch. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't. I don't like those. Yeah, Leona's like, does like they'll do snickerdoodle with. You go off brand, Leona's. Yeah, give me a chocolate crinkle with a little vanilla in the middle. Uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> I think that that sounds like something that's happening at Blush this weekend. <laughs> By the way, no, you know what is happening at Blush this weekend? They're doing seventies night. Oh, oh my God! Does that mean well, like did, yeah. all the music is going to be seventies and all the strippers are going to be yes? Merkins. People stopped shaving uh, two months ago. Right. Yeah. They prepared for this. <laughs> I didn't know how to say that. Merkin. No, I was. What Sean said. Full Monty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they've been preparing for this for a while. Yeah, apparently. So it's seventies night, just so you know, and they're going to have like all seventies music and seventies wardrobe wow. and seventies. Uh, uh, hygiene? To be fair, the performers will not be in their 70s. That's a different night. <laughs> no. Totally different night. Are we That's sure? That's the lemon party. 
Uh, and thirties night. <laughs> Finally, <laughs> flappers, <laughs> moonshine in more ways than one. <laughs> Get out on that. We can't beat that. <laughs> Andre Costello and the Cool Miners coming up, playing songs from Neil Young's Harvest. They're going to do the album in its entirety tomorrow at the Rex Theater, part of uh, our friends at Gray Area Productions' legendary album concert series. Tomorrow's the first one, which benefits Just Harvest and. And you'll hear those guys when we return TV. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Who's all who's on here? Yon? I am not. Um, okay, there we go. There we are. <laughs> Maybe he was afraid I was gonna drop the F bomb again. <laughs> I think he saw me and Bill talking and knew it was probably a good idea to not put our mics up. And by the way, it was. It was really, really good. good idea. Really, really good. Andre Costello and the Cool Miners in the Coffee House now, and they are performing tomorrow night at the Rex Theater doing Neil Young's Harvest, start to finish. And uh, you got Matthew uh, on bass. Uh, Alexander's playing keys. What's up, Alex? And uh, Reed Connolly on the steel. Mark is playing drums today. The, uh, the lovely and talented Addie Twig lending a little backup vocal. And uh, Joe's playing banjo. What's up, Joe? How are you, man? All right, brother. Uh, all right, so you've got an all-star band there, Andre. I think so. Hell yeah, man. This is a great band. Okay, what are you guys going to be doing for us here? We're going to do Old Man. Old Man from the Neil Young album Harvest. They'll perform it in its entirety tomorrow night at the Rex. Here they are, Andre, Andre Costello and the Cool Miners on DVE.
Costello and the Cool Miners doing uh, Neil Young's Old Man from Harvest. They're doing the entire album tomorrow night at the Rex Theater. Get your tickets now at the Rex Theater box office, rextheater.net. All right, more from them coming up. Let's uh, let's stay on a little bit of a uh, of a Neil kick here. Why not? If we're uh, we're gonna do uh, one more from these guys in a little bit, I'll let you reset there and I'll play something from Live Russ, Neil Young, DVE.
Crazy Horse from Live Rust. And, uh, man, I wore the grooves out of that record. One of my all-time favorites. Uh, another one is Harvest. Neil Young's Harvest tomorrow night performed in its entirety. Andre Costello and the Cool Miners, they have enlisted the help of all of these Pittsburgh musicians for tomorrow night's show, which benefits Just Harvest. Andre's going to be there with Reed Connolly, Chet Vincent, and Molly Alphabet. Kayla Skirman's going to be there. Matthew Fiorillo, James Hart, Nicholas Charters, Kara Garofalo, Whoa. Nate Campisi, Max Somerville, Addie Twig, Rick Witkowski, Slim Forsyth, and more. That's an 8 o'clock start tomorrow at the Rex Theater. Just Harvest, a tribute to Neil Young's Harvest and more. And we'll see you guys there tomorrow night. One more from those guys coming up after the break here on DVE. It's the DVE Morning Show. Andre Costello and the Cool Miners upstairs in the coffee house right now playing cuts from Neil Young's Harvest. They're going to do it in its entirety tomorrow night. Benefit for Just Harvest. The Rex Theater. Tickets available at rextheater.net. And uh, you got an all-star crew that I mentioned uh, earlier that's going to help you out. Like 20 Pittsburgh musicians will take part in this show. And then a second set will feature a bunch of Neil Young rarities and uh, other choice cuts. And uh, Andre, what are you guys going to play for us right here? We're going to do the title, the first track. I was going to say title track, but uh, out on the weekend uh, from Harvest. Good deal. Well, looking forward to this tomorrow night. If you want to learn more about Andre and the Cool Miners, go to costelloandthecoolminers.com. And tomorrow night you can see them doing this at the Rex Theater. Here they are for you now doing the opening track out on the weekend from Harvest. On the Point Park University stage in the Permanis DVE Coffee House, Andre Costello and the Cool Miners on DVE. See you. 
pictures on the wall they make me look up from her big brass bed now i'm running down the road trying to stay so good out on the weekend from Harvest Andre Costello and the Cool Miners tomorrow night check them out at the Rex Theater benefiting Just Harvest and uh, we'll be there of course tickets available rextheater.net Andre great job man can't wait for tomorrow night see you there alright brother one more Neil to go here that was terrific Neil Young comes the time Nicolette Larson on the uh, harmony vocal there who she died in uh, 1997 she had liver failure 45 years old. Wow. Oh, jeez. She was brutal. Great singer. Knockout, too. Um, tomorrow night, that's going to be a blast at the Rex Theater. Rex. These guys were awesome. Oh, man. Wow. Yeah, that was really, so really good. Andre's dialed in. Plus, I, that band just sounds so good. I mean, the, the amount of Pittsburgh bands represented in just the extra players here, it's like a who's who. You got upstairs Mark's on drums from Cisco Kid, uh, Alex from uh, uh, Coronado and 800 other different bands through the years, <laughs> Addie Twig from Telephone Line, uh, Joe from, um, uh, well, geez, Joe played in, I think, 15 shows at Deutschtown on Saturday, <laughs> and he's a part of Wednesday nights at the um, uh, at the Park House. Why can't I think of the name of the, damn it, oh. Why can't I think of their name? That killer bluegrass band. band. Yeah. And um, also Reed, who plays with everybody from the Beagle Brothers to Paul Luke and you name it. So this so is an all-star band. So are they all honorary cool miners? Uh, for the night, I believe. They're chili miners. Yeah, I think that's what it is. I mean, shelf life 
String band. That's the band mm. I was trying to think of. Uh, all right, so that's tomorrow night, and we're very much looking forward to it. Thanks to those guys for coming in today. Thanks to you, Sean Collier, for stopping by as well. Uh, tonight I'll be popping in at the Pleasure Bar in the heart of Bloomfield. But next week, next Saturday night, the next Sean Collier presents at Arcade Comedy Theater starring Norlex Belma, who just played to a full house in a headlining set at Caroline's on Broadway. How about that? That is such a cool thing. Kid's doing pretty good, I think. He will yeah. be coming back to town next Saturday night at Arcade with Shannon Norman and Eric Nesby. I'll be hosting. You can get those tickets right now at ArcadeComedyTheater.com. And I just tweeted a link. My Twitter is Sean Collier, PGH. Michelle's up next. I'm finished. You stay classy, Pittsburgh. Don't touch your face. I got him dead, Pittsburgh, all day, baby. For now, you guys call me Ronald. Would you not eat my pants? Ronald. Ah! Mm-hmm.